Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live from Garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to Live from the Garage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh. R-I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? Live from the garage. What kind of psycho logs into this shit? <laughs> Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet! It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the garage. I saw The Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show, for Christ's sake! I have a great story. Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, John Hulan. Hey, everybody. Hi, Pat. How's it going, man? It's going. How's it going, Ryan? Hey, I'm here. All Look right. Everybody's here. No I feel so much better. This week, huh? I feel better than I'm not by myself. <laughs> I do. I, it's it's scary. It's good to see you. This, uh, I think this is you, like man. the only time I ever get to see you nowadays, too. Once in a while, the wives will make some sort of crazy plan for us to go uh, yeah, you stop wives. sit in a the park wives. somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> sit in a park. <laughs> Eat some pigeons. That's it. Yeah, go uh, throw money at horses. Yeah, uh, thank you, Emmy Award winner Ryan Collison. Yeah, it's, it was my pleasure. Um, what was I just going to say to you? No, I forgot. Uh, baseball. Oh, you never show up for poker anymore. What's mm-hmm. up with that? I was going to go on Monday, but it turned out you had it Sunday, and I had plans uh, with the girl on Sunday. Yeah, the girls on Sunday night. Again, no oh, one girl. showed up. I think this poker game is officially dead. Maybe. Uh, do it Monday. I'll, I'll come down. Yeah, uh, I probably won't. Monday's better for you. But I'll talk about it now that I'm going to come. Right. It's deceased. Yeah. I don't know, so actually, like four people have showed up so. in the past two weeks, and we sat here and watched TV. It was like, oh, I can't do this. Right. I'm not watching TV with these guys. I don't want to hang out with them. I want, you know, The only reason I, I know these guys is so I can play poker. Sorry, Rich, if you're listening. Did I mean, you watch uh, <laughs> the debates with those guys? Oh, man. Because I know was, you had a couple of it was sides me, of the Yeah, it was, me, it was me, Avi, and Rich. Oh, that's, you're like the moderator. So huh? it was like, uh, and Colette. So no, I mean, no, the, <laughs> the only thing I moderated was telling them to shut up so I could listen to what was <laughs> right, going that's on. that's what I'm saying. It's hard to watch a debate with other people because they're, they're talking. And right. I, I want to hear the, not that I want to hear them talk, but you kind of want to hear what's going on. Yeah, and that's not exactly MST3K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not a fun commentary. <laughs> it's like, you know he's right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I, I see what you're right. saying. Do you hear what that fucking maniac was saying today that all these, they're letting all these uh, people across the border so they can vote? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They, they're busy was, voting. You saw yeah. that breaking news that he, they had uh, a couple of hours ago, right? I don't know. If, no, I went to sleep. I came home and I, I took a nap. I was. I they was found dying. this video from uh, Access Hollywood. They, they must have been uh, secretly uh, videoing uh, Trump. This is back in 2005, and he's talking about, uh, in a very vulgar fashion, about how he uh, hooks up with women. And uh, yeah, yeah. Was he on Stern or something? Uh, no, he was. It was Access, Access Hollywood, but he didn't yeah. know the cameras were rolling. No, he's a great guy. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't you know the cameras are rolling. Does he ever know right. yeah. that yeah. they're on? Yeah, you're pointing that thing at me. Uh, yeah. You're not recording, right? I like to grab women by the tits. You yeah. know? Since, since when does guy. he care he that women. the cameras are, 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 are rolling? Uh, that poor guy. Really, he really cares about women. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, we, we had no idea until now. So. Uh, welcome back to Live from the Brudge. It's the last show ever. 
Uh, we here. couldn't be out of here. here. We couldn't be happy. We are out of here. <laughs> what's going on here? I don't even know what's happening anymore. I'm getting that high pitched squeal. I don't care. Yeah. Pan me. Pan me up, man. And uh, we're happy. We have a big show today. Big show. Big. Lots of stuff going on. We got uh, this guy Cash is coming in. Yeah, I, I saw this picture. I, you saw his what's, picture? Yeah, what's going on with this? What picture? I didn't see I don't his know, picture. He's playing a shovel guitar? No, that's a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> I, well, I can make him play a, a shovel guitar if you want. There's two guests, I was actually. looking forward to this. I was thinking oh, There's about one that. guy, Cassius, who listens to the show. He's called in like every oh, week. The guy uh, from Brooklyn. Last week, right. And uh, he's, he wants to come in and sit in. Uh, he's been kind of like, you know, I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago or last week that he's kind of stalking me. Mm-hmm. What's your address? What's your address? You said I can come in any time. What's your address? Come up back. I want to show you my shovel. Yeah. Guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dig your own hole. So he's coming in to hang out. Who knows how that's going to go? And uh, then later on in the show at 9 o'clock, we have a Justin Johnson who plays a shovel guitar. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's a slide shovel guitar player. He plays an oil can also. I was watching some videos. It's pretty crazy. No guitar center by him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's good, though. So they got a Home Depot. He's amazing. And he's got uh, like 18, 8 million views on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been, he was nice enough to uh, say he would call in. I don't know. He's, he's not in the country. I don't know where he is, but uh, Tommy got him at the last second, and it was a good get. You know, he's I'm in the happy country. Happy to have him. Yeah. He's in the country, but maybe not this country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should get Tommy to be on the show. Yeah. Shovel. Thank you. <laughs> Kazuga, welcome everyone in the chat box. Conan Neutron, who sent me a bunch of music before the show started. Thank you. And uh, Bob Chipman, Mario's there. Thank you. There, TNN is a buzz. Oh, I thought he said there is a buzz. Thank you. Tommy's News, of course. Tommy will be coming in later. We're here with Pat and Emmy Award winner Ryan Collison. We're live from the Barrage. Thank, uh, thank you for joining us once again here, here on Radio Nope. You can hear the show every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, immediately following Tree Voids. Preemptive strike. strike. That's a That's weekly it. show, right before ours. Thank you. I don't. Th- we will not be here next week, though. I'm gonna have to win something so I can get a prefix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Then it sticks, and you won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets are out. It's a sad day. From rolling morning. How are you feeling, Ryan? You're not that depressed about? Oh, it's a dark day in Queens, my friend. Uh, I'm disappointed but i'm not heartbroken you went to the game i was at the game i sat in uh i was in right field i was uh section 103 yeah on the field level it was nice it was good time good good is that your regular section no they moved me over from left field to right field this time oh really yeah so but you got that was part of your plan the the strip that was you got strip a or something right right that's exactly it um yeah, I'm a little bit of a cheapskate, so I'm kind of happy that I'm going to get all my money back. But at the same time, I wanted to go to all the games. And if you know Mario was coaching me right now, he'd tell me, "I you sell half your tickets. I, know, I mean, you I know. Know. <laughs> stop hubs." And but uh, the be- one of the best parts of the evening, though, was besides Syndergaard's pitching performance, was eating uh, a sandwich from Momofuku. I didn't Delicious. even know. I didn't even know they had that at City Field. God bless I- you. 20, What'd you 20, call me? 20 games I went to this year. Sometimes. I never even saw it once. What the hell is that? I've heard of it, but what is it? It's a Japanese restaurant, but it's uh, not really a Japanese restaurant. It's uh, Fusion? Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> I know things. Very famous chef owns it. His name is David Chang. He comes from Queens. Ah, I see. Yeah. Momofuku. So, yeah. It's on height. 
I saw Hulk Hogan fight Momofuku in 1986. <laughs> the great Momofuku. <laughs> from parts unknown. From par- <laughs> <laughs> Hailing from parts <laughs> unknown. Momofuku. <laughs> yeah, he was good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rope walk chop. <laughs> what was that, Mr. King? Rope walk chop. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Getting this crazy buzz from, but it's fucking annoying me. Fucking fireball. Looks like a diving bulldog. I don't know what happened to my uh, Asian mist. Looks like we've got the diamond dust. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. King uh, calling the wrestling calls. I do root for the Cubs, I guess, because I root for Mr. King and John Hasty and those guys, you know. I'm I'm not going to, like, root for them, but... uh, I guess it'd be nice to see, like, old grandpa who's 100 years old finally get the win right before he keels over. I don't know. I'm st- I'm, I, I don't, I'm like, yeah, it's, too it's too soon. It's too soon. Fucking baseball. By the way, here's a moment of happiness. Boston is losing 6 to nothing, or they were last time I checked, and they will be down 2 to nothing. <laughs> In this series. In this five-game series, and there will be and one game away. Cleveland, I understand. Right, the yeah. Cleveland uh, Indians, and one game away from elimination will be the Red Sox. What it's 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 ALNL now and then World Series after that? Uh, no, there's, there's one more after this five game series. There's there are eight teams left right now. And there, oh, okay. There will be a right. two be four. Two right. nas- I wasn't sure how far in your two National League games going and two American League games going. I'm with so you. there's eight teams. Eight teams right now. I'm with you. Yeah, Brad uh, Weisenberger in the chat box is absolutely right that the Mets uh, take that money, put it in the bank, and make all this uh, serious interest or whatever kind of account they put it into. And I don't know how long it takes them for them to refund it's, me my money. It's around January. You're going to see January. It. Yeah, no. January. I've been here before. Think, you're kidding. I don't no, think the just, Will Ponds would do, do something how shady that, like that. Legal. You're getting in next week. <laughs> well, gonna, I thought like this this month. Did you put it towards? Uh, did you select that you get your money back, or that you put it towards tickets for next? They year? They tried to trick me into saying that uh, you put it towards tickets next right. year, but no, I, I opted for the uh, put it all back on my credit card. Yeah, that's that's what I did too. Because I don't know where I'm going to be at next year. Yes, yeah, I might be the, fucking broke with yeah. the tickets that I have. You don't you don't pay for playoff tickets until you actually get into the playoffs. Like mm. then then they approach you. Do you even want them? Oh right. no. Do you want to exercise your option? Oh no. Yes. They they started approaching us when the Mets didn't even look like they were going to make the playoffs. I'm very surprised when by that is, because the Wilcons yeah. don't seem like shady <laughs> business people at all. No, not at all. No. They're on the level. Yeah. Do you do level. you remember that? Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to keep bringing them up. You remember to. Get them out of trouble. Donald Trump was going to buy part of the uh, the Mets. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. back in 08 or Bob, 09. Bob Chapman in the chat box. You were correct that Cleveland deserves to lose for their a racist mascot. But you have to think of it like this, and this is the way I think of it. First of all, number one, anytime the city of Boston is unhappy, I'm happy. Number two, you have to look at it as a city full of horrible racists. Excuse me, I'm not feeling well today. <laughs> oh, an entire city. Full of horrible races will be angry and sad and pissed off. That's 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 the greater good. <laughs> there was one mascot versus an entire metro, metropolis. What do you say? A metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an entire metropolis of ruddy-faced white, Bud Light swilling racists will be upset, and yeah. that's the that's better. Yeah, but they get. To, they, <laughs> and the old Ken they goes. Get a, they get a little difficult when they when they get upset. Yeah, maybe they start swinging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You kind of prefer prefer them to be passive. 
<laughs> Actually, it's no Meanwhile, real difference. We, they could be sated or they could be aggressive. There's, it's still going to be a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we're getting drunk and breaking shit. Yeah, they're mad and no matter what happens. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. We, we won. won. Fuck you. Let's get drunk and break shit. Right. We lost. Let's get drunk and break shit. Do you like apples? <laughs> Boston listeners could call in 718-577-2716. This is brewing. Jay, what the fuck is that? Man, Jay, that is a fucking, that's a tuna, bro. Here's here's a Jay after uh, they, they won. Holy shit. Here's Jay after they lose. Holy shit. <laughs> Idiots. Same difference. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's why it's funny. <laughs> so we look forward to all these terrible things happening to terrible people. And uh, baseball sucks. Who's the uh, other team playing? It's the Blue Jays versus uh, yeah. the Texas Rangers. The Blue, Blue Jays, Jays are also about to go up 2 to nothing on the Texas they, Rangers. They've been somewhat racist, too, from what I understand. They, oh, really? Yeah. The, uh, well, Adam Jones, outfielder for the uh, Baltimore Orioles, said that the uh, fans were yelling out racist uh, things to him and... Uh, the Asian dude in right. the field, and uh, Kim was his name. <laughs> yeah, you got an Asian guy, a black guy, and there was like an ex- Eskimo out there, too. Right. Exactly. I know that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I want my friends back. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you go club a baby seal? That's what he said to the genie at the end of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> really wish I had my friends back. <laughs> an Asian guy, a black guy, and an Eskimo uh, platoon in the outfield. Uh, the so yeah, but that was the beer throwing guy. And there's one of these uh, Canadian churches, and believe me, these Canadian people are not all the passive. Uh, and what was his last name? Pagan. <laughs> Pagan, you you locked up, man. Right, you caught. You caught, Pagan. You caught. <laughs> Pagan threw a uh, what looked like a, uh, a Labatt's Blue or a Bud Light Tall right. Boy or something. Moosehead, maybe. Yeah, a Moosehead Lager <laughs> at the fucking... You can't tell what kind of beer it is because the Chuchi beers all have the Blue Jays logo on them. Mm-hmm. And he threw it right at the center fielder as he was catching the ball. So I guess the uh, the ruling would be... The center fielder did catch the ball, and the guy timed it pretty good. Like, the ball and the can pretty much came down at the same time. If he did miss the ball, he's out, right, Ryan? He timed it pretty good. He timed it good. Man. You're praising. <laughs> Listen, I you say what you want about Pagan, change. but he th- he was on target, man. <laughs> um, I don't think that's the type of behavior that should be praised. Yeah, he's good. Sign him up. Sign that kid up. That guy's good. But uh, he would be out, I believe. Right? That's fan interference. Yeah, if, could, if he dropped the ball because there, as a d- direct result of the beer can coming sure. at him, I think that yeah. uh, the batter is out. Yeah, in my opinion. Definitely get him for that. I right. think if he caught the two of them, it should be two outs. Right. If he mm-hmm. caught the two of them, that's it. You win the World right. Series. Yeah, Everybody's exactly. going. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, he should win the uh, the uh, the Emmy for <laughs> dexterity. Yeah. <laughs> single uh, single camera dexterity. Uh, Brad, uh, I I you know I, I don't like the Cubs, and I hope they lose too. But I mean, I I, I I'm not that heartless. I, I kind of want to see like you know good guys I, like John Hasty win. I root well, for his happiness. Let's go with what's most important here. We don't want to see the Giants win. We're tired of seeing them. No, oh God, the fucking vanilla ass bullshit I team. I can't. I can't take that team. They're anymore. always in it. They're always annoying. Every other year, they're they have in no it. personality. There was. Did you notice a lot of Giants fans at the game, Ryan? I, I noticed a bunch. You know, but um, there was, yeah. I'd say I'd noticed about four or five in every section. And they were loud from the beginning, right from the get-go. They were being, there was one guy. A vocal who, bunch. Yeah, one guy had big Hulk hands on, but they were orange. Oh, come on, dude. Yeah. You don't show up at the opposing stadium with Hulk hands, you no, dick. No, no. That's, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, exactly. That shit out of my house. Stupid.
No, they don't seem to know how to uh, go about this sort of thing. <laughs> These poor they're guys. For, they're they're, they're, they're morons. Probably, they probably got punched on the way out. San Francisco fans. Yeah. The guys like, oh, uh, you know, you guys took orange from us. Like, yeah, well, you know, you took the team from us, from our city, <laughs> yeah, you and deserted. moved it to you deserted California. New York. The fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. Man. Let's leave. New I hope York. everyone loses. I'm so sick of everybody. I wonder why Brad hates the Cubs so much. Is because he's a Sox fan? I don't know. Just hate their fans. All fans are the same, though. You could say, like, except for, like, Philly. You could say, oh, this fan's worse than that. But pretty much all the same group of the collective of churches in every city, mm-hmm. more or less. Except Milwaukee. Why? What's going on there? Oh, they're all super sweet in Milwaukee. Are they? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, they welcomed me. Every, every like uh, at least a dozen people said, "Oh, thank you." Every for fan base is great until the fucking finals. Yeah, that's when every fucking jerk off fucking crawls out from under their rock and becomes yeah. a fucking hugest fan of all time. Right, the brand new blue? fucking yeah, exactly, brand new fucking jerseys, <laughs> fucking still with the fold marks in yeah. them. All of a sudden, I got to stand. Uh-huh. I've been Fuck there all year. Uh-huh. I'm standing. Some idiot. It's his Fuck first. Thirty five for SRO. Where the hell is the SRO anyway? Oh no, sixty bucks. Oh, on StubHub, yeah, a uh, buck thirty-five. So it's anywhere you want to stand. Because... You just stand anywhere until well, city... somebody tells you to get the fuck out of their way. No, uh, City Field's kind of is an open. I was looking stadium. at it. I thought there was yeah. There's behind all the seats. You're are... standing like on the concourse. Yes. Oh, okay. St- on every level. In the handicapped much. area, you can block like no, some kid they, in a wheelchair. They, they chase you out of there. Yeah, you stand behind it. Um, there's Ooh. there's like bars and there's also mm. uh, railings with cup holders and shit like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, they figured this stuff out. Yeah, exactly. Let's maximize our yeah. profit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, you got to just find. You got to go early and stake out a spot. That's the move. You gonna come and do a fucking Rangers game with me or what? Yeah, I want to. Co- I want to go to see that fucking Barclays Center, man. It's a nice building. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched one second of hockey, and I can't. I'm not ready to either. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still like you know. Well, oh, still you didn't, fucking you didn't season, last season night. hasn't started yet. So. Yeah, I know, but there were t- two Rangers Islanders games preseason. That I yeah, yeah. You won one. You done good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good. The kids. The kids versus the kids. Sports Radio LFTB. The Barrage, <laughs> WFAN, and 101. Now they do this thing because WFAN is also on FM. Right. So the song goes like, it's sports, w- sports, sports Radio 66, the fan, WFAN, and 101.1, something FM. It's like they just shoehorn this extra thing It's like, it's like thing the old Gilligan in. Islands theme song, yeah. and the rest. And the rest. <laughs> I remember it's Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM. Yeah, it's like, it's so stupid. And www.wfan.com backslash. Find us on Instagram. (laughs) Mike and Yonkers, what's up, Mike? And, uh, you know, it's it's only, that song is second worst only to Mike Francesa's theme song, which is just the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. Did he say he was retiring? Yeah, yeah, he says he's retiring after I, this. He, he sounds like he's retired. He retired five years ago. <laughs> keeps turning Bohemia, up. What's up, Nick? He totally did. He tuned out. He, mm-hmm. he tapped out a long time ago. He doesn't not care about anything anymore. What's the Francesca song? It's just, it's awful. Mike's on. He's oh God! Ready to go yeah. on the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. 
Yeah. Back here. Yeah, the song has like like an exponentially more energy than he does yeah. on the air. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like hey, don't smile. Yeah, yeah, you can't follow that 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 upbeat Mike number. Son, come on, Mike, tell us what to think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike Francesi is actually not retiring, Pat. He's moving over to radio. Nope, he's coming on <laughs> directly before this. He's bumping like, Trioid's uh, preemptive strike. Mike's I like, I like the idea. On radio, nope. I like the idea of radio, nope. It sounds uh, like oh, okay. uh, you don't really care. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I show up when I want to do it for my house, okay? Yeah, that's what I that's what I say to everybody at FAN now, nope. Yeah, hey, Conan's a good guy, you know, send him 20 bucks, okay, mm-hmm. okay. okay. You, think, you think maybe you could put a little energy on air? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Take a few calls. Player, he's a good nope. fielder. I like, I like him as a player. I really do. <laughs> He's broadcasting from his bed like John and Yoko. That's when he was looking at his phone for a full minute. He's a good player. He's a good fielder. I like like him as a player. I really do. Um, Let me see. I'm not getting the reds come up here. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go the other way. Yeah, we don't need Mad Dog. He's fine by himself. He's watching auto-tune disaster victim videos and shit. He's watching a video of some guy play a guitar on a shovel. <laughs> shovel. <laughs> this is actually broadcast. Oh, yeah. This isn't looped. Yeah. This is unedited mm-hmm. audio. Well, I'll get him. I, I can't find them right now. <laughs> Tony in Pencil in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. What's up, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> go to the go to the Mink Man if you can't think. <laughs> yeah, of what right. To say. Exactly. We're not considered broadcasters. Yeah, here's Mister Matt. Guy's, yeah, that guy's making a living at it. He was going crazy tonight on the way home. He was. Uh, he was. He was. He's watching the baseball game. The the Dodgers, and uh, who are they playing? The uh, Nationals. And National. Kershaw's Kershaw's hey Kershaw's pitching and uh, and he's it's a man on first and second with two outs and he's just trying to describe the game and it turns out he has the whole thing wrong he's like oh wait a minute it's it's not two outs I just yeah. described this so it's no outs wait a minute what are those two dots over there those are those outs what oh, are those man. two dots make make are those are those what are, what am I looking at here oh, I can't God. see what I'm looking at here. He was doing that for five minutes straight. It was it's the good. highest paid broadcaster in New York City, everyone. Yep. He's good. Except Stern. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess terrestrial, whatever. Mm. I got to get a beer. You guys talk about yourself. I'm sick of this show. He's anyway. a national broadcaster. <laughs> I'm noticing in this picture that you made of uh, the um, the Chief Justice. is John, you put Tommy's head on the smallest person. That's East Ruth Bader that would be a more uh, that would be a better surname for him Tommy Bader Ginsburg than Tommy Rockstar <laughs> is more in common what's he doing is he coming in tonight the Baders and the Ginsburgs he's, uh, yeah he's busy uh, posting a bunch of social justice things he has no idea what they mean and then he'll, he'll be in as fast as possible from Yahoo yeah Mm-hmm. Articles that he didn't read. C and V. He's in the car right now getting a little pissed off. I'm just kidding, Tom. He's, he's reporting on the hurricane. He's actually delivering lumber to his dad, so he'll be here as soon as he does that. <laughs> he's, that's, I'm not kidding. That's what he told me. He's at Home Depot picking up lumber, which is not a good place to pick up lumber. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a simile or something he's actually doing? Yeah, it's something he's really doing. <laughs> this is not a this is not a drill. <laughs> 
Welcome back to Life in the Rod here on I Radio go, Enough. I got to go deliver, deliver the lumber to the wife, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I'm actually going to the deli and bringing, uh, bringing Alice the meat. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike Francesa will deliver the lumber, too. Yeah. Every once in a while, uh, yeah, I met with uh, delivering the lumber. There. <laughs> they were laying the lumber last night. Uh, yeah. Damn it, my headphones all fucked up. <coughs> ah! Fucking it. This whole thing's falling apart. It's a train wreck. My garbage is overflowing. I'm going to buy you a headphones My recycling for bin is overflowing. These headphones are hardwired into the uh, into the fucking thing, though. That's the issue. Hardwired to self-destruct. Go! <laughs> wow. It's fucking loud. Hey, Pat, I'm reading this uh, Norm MacDonald book. Did you read that yet? I have not read it, but I've really enjoyed his uh, various talk show appearances. Oh, he was on uh, Conan the other night. Yes, right? he was. Oh, well, I didn't that was see it. that was yeah. uh, little, that was weird. Mm. Was it? It oh, got yeah, uncomfortable. Nice. <laughs> Love that. Like right out of the gate. <laughs> it's awesome. He thinks he's like Billy Joe Shaver or something. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on with him. He thinks he's like an old fucking like like cowboy musician or something. <laughs> I don't understand what he's up to. Right. <laughs> 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 He's like an old yarn yarn spinner now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's his thing. If you, I mean, I'm all, I, I I ended. I didn't finish the book. I, I could have finished it in one day, and I decided to leave myself about you know thirty pages. Save something sweet for later. <laughs> yeah. And man, it's I'll lend it to you when I'm done because it's uh it's uh, it's hard to ma- make anything out of it. It really makes no sense You're whatsoever. Talking about the jars of urine. You know. I, I don't want to ruin the book, but I, I, I guess I'm not telling any tales out of school cool. here. And I say that <laughs> he's kind of just, he, he wrote a book, and it's the whole book is like trolling the breeder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, keep in mind, we're, I'm, I'm trying to land him as a guest. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, you know, that's the, uh, that's the point of it. I guess. You, you feel like you're insane reading the book. You do. You feel like you've, you've taken peyote and went out to the desert. In Las Vegas. But I want to do that one of these pretty days. pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> Look at this shit. Or, uh, you know, he's... Maybe you've taken some uh, morphine and uh, taken the syrette and put it in between your fingers. Maybe you've done that. <laughs> That's what you feel like. That's where you're at. Yeah, he's constantly taking hits of morphine before he tells the story in the book. <laughs> he's a fucking maniac. How many pages? Is it a thick book? No, it's not that bad. It's an easy read? It's not an easy read because you don't know well, what the fuck is happening. Yeah, the content's <laughs> all over moment, the place. He's got to be aware. Yeah, it's, you're back and forth between reality and and norm he's, world. Well, he's give me an example challenging, of what challenging he's, the uh, the reader. Give me give me an example of what he's trying to explain to you. Nothing. No, it's like not childhood stories about him and his dad. No, there are, there are, there are yes, yeah. and that's how the book starts, and those are very interesting. Yeah, and then it kind of veers off into you start you're reading it and you're like, wait a second, he's he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> about that, almost everything now. Like it started off truthful, and by the third chapter, like there's just not a grain of goddamn truth to anything he's saying. <laughs> and then you start wondering about the earlier stuff, or not? Really? Yes, definitely. Yeah. I yeah. had to go back and like, is that was that real? And I get, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know, man. I have a feeling the earlier stuff was real. It makes sense, but and uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Like once you start reading something like that, and then you. Uh, determine that something is untrue you determine that everything else is untrue and you're being hoodwinked yeah mm-hmm. he did print the entire moth joke and it's it's longer <laughs> <laughs> who's looking for that 
It's almost the same, just longer. Exactly. It must be but, even more difficult, too, because you're, you're reading it in his voice, you know? Right. How come Mario is here and he's also on the chat box? That makes no sense. Somebody's impersonating you, my friend. You have a, a uh, doppelganger. Doppel. Yeah, somebody's on there as you. O-I-R-A-M in the chat box. I know it's not you because he's typing because words. Everything's, everything's spelled correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was horseshit. Yeah. Because it's not written in all caps. <laughs> Actually, well, no, it's not. And there's punctuation. Yeah, it's good. I'll lend it to you. I don't know if I want to read it now. Yeah, it's. I can't actually recommend it, like, I, I, it with a clear conscience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would read it. It's either gonna be that or Walden next. I don't know which one to go for. <laughs> Who? Walden. Walden. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> you read a book about a pond? <laughs> also, I watch it all this. Um, I'm at work today watching this uh, Weather Channel hurricane uh, shit all day. Not that I'm even interested in it at all, in what the hurricane is doing. Get out! Leave your homes! Yeah. Abandon ship, but buy water on the way and gasoline. I'm more interested in the broadcast angle of it and, like, what reporters do when they just don't have anything to say and no material. It's great. Right. Everything they're saying could be described in five sentences. Yeah. and then But just... they have to harp on it for, for hours at a time. The reporter could just say what's going on, and he or she could then just put a picture up of like the hurricane and just be quiet for 20 minutes. But right. they have to keep talking constantly. Hey, wait, that's kind of like this show. Ah. <laughs> and they keep uh, they keep the camera on the house. It looks like it's about to fall down for about 45 minutes. There was yeah, they they kept showing the same roof blow off uh, some house in the Caribbean. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm standing here in four feet deep water, which used to be the middle of the street. And the like the headline will say. Hurricane hits Florida, and then you 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 at, at quick glance you go, oh shit! Look at this fucking house in Florida that that's blown apart, and it's not in Florida at all. Right. How come I had to get evacuated, yet you get to fucking stand outside of my house and broadcast? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great. You you need to leave. Everyone needs to leave except for me because yeah, I'm exactly um, leave your life behind. Edward R. Murrow's over uh -huh. here. Yeah. In a puddle. Shoot. Hello, Mario, are you on the air? What are you doing over there? Is this thing on? What are you doing? Just making noise. Yeah. <laughs> Who's impersonating done? me? I don't know. Someone in the chat box. Reveal yourself, imposter. <laughs> you said it's David. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for having me once more. I, every week, I feel it's going to be my last. He brought, more, he brought more pictures for a radio show. <laughs> I did. I made copies for all of you. He's got pictures. He's got notes. He's got a towel. Let's he's go Mets. He's dressed in full Mets gear, even though the season's over. over. What happened? I won this jersey. <laughs> you finally. Finally won your Mike Piazza free jersey. Oh, you jersey. got it. The last game of the season, as wow. it's turned out to be. And I'm with Republican Adam, and I'm like, they have a wheel on the, on the fourth floor. They only used to have one on the first floor. I'm like, let's go to the wheel on the fourth floor. We get there. It's the fourth inning. They're packing up. And I am so drunk. I'm like, you You're can't go. I have a card. You're going to let me spin. I need the Piazza jersey. Nice. And so the guy's like, all right, all right, all right, spin. As they're rolling the wheel as it's moving, <laughs> I'm spinning. And then it's like, click, 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 click. And it's like, Piazza jersey, Piazza jersey, Piazza. And it stopped right on Piazza jersey. I jump up and down. And like, Republican Adam, the guy who went to Cooperstown with, is like, you're fucking out of your mind. If, if that guy's telling you you're out of your mind, you're in big fucking and, trouble. And then they had to dig through the box because they had him on the dolly and they were taking him downstairs to find the Piazza jersey. 
Yeah, I did get a little wasted. Did you get a choice of size? Or did they just like, here's your triple extra large Everything, shirt. Everything's extra it's large. always Everything. extra large, which is good for me. Right. I wear it with layers. It looks good. It well, shrinks. at Jersey, you can get away with a lot. I can't yeah. believe how messed up I got at that game. And then we ended up losing. I didn't even know we lost. What do you mean? I was too Yeah, wasted. I was calling you because I was in your section looking for you in the eighth and ninth inning. Oh, no, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't there. But uh, No, you were not. Yes, but uh, And you wouldn't answer me. I yeah. don't know what happened. I Captain. said to that Adam guy, I saw him, and I go, Where, where's Mario? He goes, oh, he's not moving. <laughs> so what were you, would you fall asleep at the last? No, I didn't in the fall playoffs? asleep. I didn't fall asleep. I was there. I just it went, went over my head. I don't know. What happened is I got there at 5 p.m. Yeah, I know. You pulled up my house at 4 o'clock. I needed a lighter. <laughs> I'm driving with cigarettes. Like, and let's else. go. I'm like, you know, no. Stars on the way, right? <laughs> right. No, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to actually convince John to jump in the car with me, but he was already still sleeping. His wife uh, had to give me a lighter, and I left. But I get there at already 5. Hey, what sleeping. lighter did she give you? No, she my... gave me batches, actually. Oh, it wasn't my godfather lighter, which I'm now missing. So now they're at five, and I send out the text. I am here. I have a couple of uh, Captain Morgans and, and cranberries, and I have a smoke. And next thing I know, I'm sleeping. And at like 6.15, Adam shows Wait, up. You sleeping in the junkyard? Rum sleeping and, in the junkyard. Rum and cranberry? Yeah, Captain Morgan, white rum, whatever oh, it was. God. I don't know. Whatever I found in my... It actually was a bottle that we got from Cooperstown from Republican Adam. How'd so you that, end up with this guy? So I, he bought the two seats next to me. Ugh. So uh, and no, we he, met this guy at Cooperstown. No, I know that yeah. whole story. He, yeah. you know, for the audience, he uh, quickly Mario meets this guy in the parking lot. The guy's like, "My friends didn't show up." Mario's like, "Come with us, buddy." And then they were stuck with us. this guy the entire weekend. Wrong, mm. wrong. He's so annoying. You he drank just, all his beer. You became uh, indebted to him. Drank all his beer, and then I had to uh, carry his beer around Cooperstown for some reason. He's <laughs> like, I, I couldn't. Every time something was going fine, He's, I would run into him, and something would go uh, awful. Then at the game, the first thing, "Hey, how you doing?" He runs into me spills my beer all over myself <laughs> i'm like this fucking guy wait wait a minute he's not that bad for his, yes he is for all his he's the worst person on earth he ideology he might be listening republican Look, adam if you're, you're listening you're there in. with you're there with mario and you're complaining about somebody else <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like take a selfie with me take a selfie. i'm like no <laughs> go away so anyway, out of my life he shows up with his boss who uh Tells me all My about how boss. he makes fun of this woman who's mentally challenged at the supermarket. They of course work in. he does. And then they get calls, complaint calls on him. But he <laughs> shows up and he brings me like I'm, I'm, I'm holding court at the junkyard. He brings me a Godfather hero and a couple of the other guys drinking Citron. And then they make friends with this other guy who's just parked in front of us. It <laughs> turns out there? he works. He's a liquor distributor. He opens up his trunk and it's like, OK, what are we having? Tequila, whiskey. We start doing shots like crazy. Oh, what are you doing? I know what I, I don't know what I was doing. And so I get to the game. I'm already three sheets to the win. And it was very exciting, man. The, the, what's the name? Well, who pitched? Syndergaard? He was fantastic. <laughs> oh, you're a disaster. He was fantastic. Hey, you know, let me tell you, you can say no sometimes. You know, you don't have to say no to every... What do you mean? I mean, he's not used to having people offer him whiskey. That's I'm, the problem. I'm holding court. I am the godfather of the Woods Point Junkyard. And uh, then the best part is when we were leaving. Rough. How'd you go to the the one playoff game, and it's the last game of the whole year after being there all season, and you don't even know what happened or who was pitching or whether I we know, won or lost. I know was doing great. He was holding up, and we were supposed to win if we had the tie game by the end of the game. And, and then 
I believe <clears throat> that guy, Familia, came in, and he's true to form. When it's not time to close a game, he seems to melt in the playoffs. And first of all, in the eighth inning, it's a tie game. You put in Eric Campbell and Ty Kelly in a row. What the fuck is this guy thinking? Why don't you know. just say he just might as well said, listen, we skipped this inning. You guys are up again. He said before the we game, skip. We don't gonna, have enough he guys. He wasn't going to put any pinch hitters, and he didn't foresee anybody getting pinch hit. He, why didn't he keep loaning it? Eric Campbell's hitting 167. Ty Damn. Kelly is a 34-year-old journeyman who's played like 10 games in the majors. Oh, Ty Damn. Kelly's come up with some good hits. Though. And he got a hit, I believe. Yeah, why didn't they put Conforto in there? My oh, God, who is Conforto? Where's Loney? He's Where, a lefty, that's why they didn't Where's Nemo? Where's uh, Nemo. fucking Matt Nemo. Reynolds? Are they on the roster? Yeah, I know no, it's a, not on the roster. a smaller roster. They no dude was off the roster, too. Yeah, they're on the 40-man roster, not that one. That's yeah, what's it, 25? Yeah, yeah, it's a tight roster. So... Who are you sitting with at the you with your brother, I guess? Tight Rasta is my favorite Damian Marley record. Yeah, that's with my brother. <laughs> you how'd he you played get, that at Reggae Fest get, last year. <laughs> how'd you get into the Caesars Club? Um uh my brother's friend bought photocopies of his tickets. Oh, that's a great idea. And it's not crowded there at all, right? No. Perfect. And standing room was good, but we didn't realize. We're like, oh, this is a great spot. We got all this bar room. We we right. camped out like like we're at the beach. Right. Yeah, we yeah. put towels down, and yeah, yeah. everyone was respecting the space. We had like extra beers and sodas and right, shit right. we put around. And we had all this room. We could see the field perfectly. It was nothing, no nothing in front of us. Then all of a sudden, we realize as soon as something good happens, everyone stood up and we're like, shit, right. couldn't right. see a fucking thing. So we're like, yeah. oh, don't worry. We can o- we're, we'll only not be able to see when something exciting happens but, in the most exciting game of the year. But you got the TVs behind you and everything. and uh... Yeah, but the TV is maybe half a second later. Yes. So everyone's like, yeah! You hear the screaming and then right you before see it goes strike. over the strike zone. Because right. that's all there was all night. Right. Yeah, it was all it was just a crazy pitching duel. So oh, I, can, I was sitting close enough where I could hear... Curtis Granderson's face hitting the the uh, padding. What a catch! Oh my God! Oh, after that, I, I thought we were winning the game. I didn't the... see anybody at that game. I didn't run into anybody. You and I have not gone to a game together all year. Two of between the two of us, <laughs> we have sad. F- yeah. like fifty tickets, and we never once said to the other one, "Hey, uh, I'm going to the game tomorrow night. You want to go with?" Yeah, you know, I was ready. It's tough because I, I got my brother and I got the kids, and you have a Saturday plan well, and I have a weekday thing. plan. It's mostly our schedule because it's tough for you to get out on Saturday. Yeah. Plus, I text you. You never text me back anyway. So that's like not it. true. Ryan texts you like this is Ryan's text to move. If Ryan if Ryan texts me, he's like, "Where are you?" So I tell him, and then I just don't hear anything. Oh, usually the ne- usually the you person were, on the you other responded to me twenty minutes after I sent you that us- text. Usually You're the just person said, and, uh, and I don't do the things you describe. Usually the person who texts you will say, "Where where are you?" And then you say, "I'm in three oh eight and they will say, "Oh, I'm in one oh three or something. And I just want to know where you are. I didn't want you to know where I was. So weird. I'm sitting in the proletariat <laughs> section. I didn't want you to. I didn't want to. I don't want to hang around with. The They're nice ICU. seats, but when you're buzzed from your seats, it's so hard to see what the hell's happening at the plate. And I'm like squinting with one eye open when we went two weeks ago. It's like, I can't see. Gripping your pillow tight. Right. (laughs) It was, uh, you know what what happened was really good? On the way out, I'm stumbling out and I'm by the smoking section downstairs. And I see people, everybody's got a milkshake in their hand. Then I see a guy with three milkshakes walking down the stairs. I'm like, where are the milkshakes? Shake Shack, Shake Shack. I, I start fighting them all the way up. Shake Shack put out all their shakes because it was the last game forever wow. of the season, and they just put them on the counter. And people are walking. Up. I just run up there. Up there's one. one Shake Shack left. I like run to it. I'm uh, grabbing it right before another hand hits it. I'm like, got the last one. 
Nice. Thank God. And it was like a, it was like it's, an eight year old kid, wasn't it? No, it, it was some old man. Some guy's got having like four or five. Uh, that would have been his, that probably would have been his last milkshake ever, and you took it from him. I never had a shake. He shack drinks milkshake. your milkshake. What flavor was it? Vanilla. Oh, I like vanilla shakes. Uh, and then I lost like hundreds of dollars because there is no NLDS. How depressing! And I was going to take Aton Mertzky to the game with me. And what? What the? Me- you I wouldn't lost- take me to the World Series, and you take Aton? No, you were going to the game. I was going to take him on that other standing room ticket mm. I had. It was either for, him for face value or the other guy. What's yeah, what's maybe, happened to you? Maybe a hundred. You know, you did the right thing. You gave him those tickets at a hundred, and they were selling for two hundred right before I the know, game. Oh yeah. yeah, my my section was like I three. messed up. I didn't buy the standing room. I could have made money there. I went for the NLDS. What was I thinking? The Mets continuing. I I, knew I, I chose not to sell them. I very close. Syndergaard pitched the game of his life. It, it, it was, was and it was just not enough. Was ten strikeouts he got? Not yeah, bad. ten That's strikeouts in seven good. innings is, is amazing. A lot of a uh, lot of swinging strikeouts. Too. That's his whole thing: swinging yep. strikeouts. Nobody yeah. stands there looking; they just uh, they think matched, they can hit he it. He matched yep. the Bumgarner did great. I mean, what the fuck? I bet you that guy could have won ten innings. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's amazing. I, I remember in the eighth inning, go man, he's still in. The fuck. Right, right. Please, let's get to the bullpen. We so never the game's able. gonna. Why isn't it on? The game's gonna be on the, the no, nine o'clock. Who, start. We, who do we like? The Cubs? I guess we like the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, Cubs. Right? I'm, I'm cheering for the Cubs. I think so. We got I a like lot of friends like up in these, there. Up uh, there. I like those people out there. All our Chicago brothers. <laughs> Their pizza may <laughs> not be great. Garland Reed on the chat box reckons you take an ass whooping if it was free. <laughs> oh, speaking of free, who's coming with me to the Forest Hills Tennis Stadium tomorrow night? What's yeah. seeing? I would not go see Metallica or ACDC or Guns N' Roses, but for some strange reason, I am going to see the Village People, oh, you're going to Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah, and Nile Rodgers with Bette Midler That's in a re- reuniting as Sheik, La Freak. Who about? That's funny. That? You're going to go there? Here you go. You're I think I'm going to go home. I'm going uh, with my wife. Listen, you're, you're an old punk. And uh, you vote, you're a Hillary Clinton supporter. You're hanging out with Republican Adam. And now instead of punk rock, you're listening to disco. I don't know what the fuck's happening to you. Back in my day, my cousin Alfredo and the other Guidos would go to discos every weekend. And oh, I would geez. refuse. I would refuse to even get step foot on them. Foot now, that's in them. Italian. And now I am going because you know what? My wife, I played for her to freak out and she loves it. And I said, you know, I'm taking you because you love it. She goes, you're taking me because it's free. Maybe. Thank you, Mario. We'll be back after this. All right. Freak out. (laughs) Freak out. Here's uh, Le Freak. So chic. The Vibrolis with Heavy Chevy. Justin Johnson coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Stay safe, everybody.
Yeah, and as I say, have you seen the way flies congregate around a corpse?
we're back live from the Barrage, and Conan Neutron will be very proud of me. I actually have the songs listed for once. Everyone's asking, what's this and what's that in the chat box? Well, that, of course, that was Shiny Destination by the Rutabaga. Before that, we heard Future of the Left with uh, Running All Over the Wicket. And before that, we heard uh, Christian Fitness with uh, Donald Got a Train. And also, uh, <laughs> This Taco is Not Correct, which is a great uh, song title. Before that, we heard Batwings, Catwings with Totally Outrageous. And uh, kicking off the uh, the block there was... Uh, Rock block. <laughs> Vibrolas with Heavy Chevy. Was, so how about that? It's more like than a, words by extreme. It's almost like a real radio show. I named everything for you. So uh, you can now listen to all those songs at your leisure. Wow. We are happy to be back here live from the Barrage right on Radio Nope. I'm here with Ryan, uh, Emmy Award winner Ryan Collison, Patrick Walsh. Mario Asaro, and joining us in the studio now is uh, the mysterious Cassius. How are you, sir? I can't believe he's here. Let me check, make sure his mic is on. He actually made it. He actually made it. How are you? What's going on? Cassius from bed we'll call Is that okay to call you yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that your real name, Cassius? Cassius from bed yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It is? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. You want to give your last name out on your website? Clay. <laughs> Just call him Cassius Clay. No. Well, we were not going to be I doing that. I see what you did there, Mario. Yeah. That's funny, Mario. That's Thank good. you. Cassius uh, making the trek out from bed. How was the trip, sir? Uh, it was, uh, you know, I was in a rush. Uh, it, was, it was pretty stressful. But, uh, you know, all in all, the 7 train went pretty damn quick. Hey, it showed up right on time. But in five minutes, I will be having a guy call in. And, of course, the guest <laughs> who's calling in, Tommy's guest, and Tommy's not here. So we'll make the best of that as well. Do you know anything about this guy except that he plays a shovel? shovel. Who, Cassius? No. No, that's I, Cassius. I, I only know that Cassius the plays guest. a shovel. Oh, oh. Cassius doesn't play a shovel? No, it looks like Cassius got hit in the head with a shovel. You okay, oh, buddy? Oh, man. This guy is scaring me. He's missing teeth. He's, looking, he's a little battered. Don't make Are fun sure of Cassius. Are you sure we didn't invite a serial killer to the studio? Be nice to the guests. What's wrong with you? You should be the last person in the world critiquing yeah, anybody's dental work. Missing teeth? Your right. teeth look like uh, uh, 10 miles of bad Willits Point junkyard, Mario. It's horrible. Yeah. You never brush your teeth. Like There's always food in your teeth. There's always food on the side of your mouth. It's never your own exactly. food. No. I think of Mario's mouth every time I drive past a graveyard. <laughs> I have perfectly straight teeth, those that are there. That one. They're like brown and disgusting. What's wrong with you? <sighs> Sorry. You're, no personal hygiene. Cassius well, is actually quite stunning. He's quite a gentleman. <laughs> welcome to board. Welcome, welcome to hour two of the Mario <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, Cassius, how'd you hear about the show? Um... Googling, uh, every once in a while I Google Albini's appearances on podcasts. Ah, I see. Ah. You're a Steve Albini fan? Yeah, yeah. 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 Are you going to go see him at the end of the month when he comes up with shellac? They're coming to town. No, I, you know, I've seen him a number of times already. It, it, it feels like it gets old at a certain I've point. I've never seen that. Yeah, but that should be uh, right up your alley. Shellac, Bed-Stuy, the Bell House. You should be, you know, it should be an easy one for you, you know? You just uh, say you're, well, uh, you're sick of seeing the same show. They're, yeah, they're, um, you know, they're quite uh, dry on stage. They're, they're, you know, they get pissed off if people yell stuff out, right. shut people down. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Then. Tickets sell out really fast. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to jump on it immediately. And, you know, I, all that crap's annoying, like. Where you have to pay anytime you want to go buy tickets or anything, you get suckered into service fees. Like you can't just go to the venue and buy tickets right, directly. Right. Pick them up at the it's box all this, office. You know, all this like you just feel like you're being scammed constantly. I thought, right. I hardly ever buy tickets for anything anymore to go swindle. out to see anything. It's a swindle. Uh, you call yeah. so you Google and then you start listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or the live show, or whatever. And you like yeah. the show. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy that I've done music with since the 90s, uh, David, uh, he's actually a friend of one of your friends, DJ or... JD or oh something? yeah uh um, David JJ. uh yeah from uh, the Milford uh he's also from Brooklyn yeah the guy who's in a band called uh what was the name of his band Pat they sound like Rush what <laughs> Jonas's band no no <laughs> so be quiet for a minute Mario uh, uh, David and uh, the guy we rented the studio uh from were in a band that sound like Rush what the hell was the name of them Goliath I'm drawing a blank I have the seven inch here somewhere well he uh he drums with us in the grays the guy who makes the rusty box the he Milford. Make, he makes pedals. Yeah, pedu, pedus. Yeah, he makes uh, like uh, pedals that make uh, you know that that clone a tube uh, amplifier. No, if you, no, no. If you have an adapter. No, no. Yeah. I, that, well, that's the David that your David knows. The David that you know. I went to the Mets game with him once or something. <laughs> oh, oh, David all right. Bolton. Yeah. All right. No, I think uh, I forget who knows him. Dave Harrison or something like that. Dave Gary. Just another yeah. guy named yeah. Dave. I talked to your friend Dave. I was like, is this guy going to come show. here and kill us or uh, what's going on? You know, he's like, no, Cash is a good dude. You should have him in. <laughs> and so you're in this band. You were vouched for. Right. You, you had to run my name by some people. Huh? Just one guy. <laughs> That's right. We, we got your dossier. We have to vet you. <laughs> You've been vetted by a, another guy I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he could have very easily been... Uh, <laughs> been on the take from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. What is your story? I heard you. I didn't listen to you. You, you I've heard that you like kind of uh, call up the best show and give Tom a hard time. <laughs> that's right. Did they ever invite you to come and sit in? Let me do the interview, you drunken uh, dummy. I'm not drunk yet. Stop talking. I'm yeah, your sidekick. All right, sorry. I sure as hell uh, have yet to be invited to the best show. Tom. Tom's like the most difficult of all the. The guys to call up and uh, try to get a rapport going with. Yeah, and you got to wait on that on that phone probably. I don't know. They, they still have a long line for callers and stuff. I think. I yeah, know. it's 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 a really weird experience when you call up and you're put on hold because you can't listen. You don't hear the show at all. It's just dead air. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know they're they're in this weird kind of limbo stage. Or obviously he's moved from FMU to this website thing. But you know they. There's kind of there's all sorts of things missing from the from the show like this you know I don't know how much that costs to have some system set up where when people call in they can listen. Well, can't you listen to the show like on your phone or something well, while I'm, this is happening? I'm calling up on the de- using the device that I'm listening to the show on oh, using I see. my smartphone, uh-huh. so then it automatically turns off the audio right. of the show. And then you sit there and wait, and you don't know if you're topical or or somebody has already brought up the point that you right. had. Right, right. It's very confusing. So I think we have our caller is on the air here. Hello? Hey, is this John? Yes, it is. Is this Justin? Yeah, this is Justin. Nice how's, to meet you, man. How's it going, man? Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be part of the show. There's uh, Justin Johnson. He's a, this amazing guitar player, and uh, he's got uh, his videos. Your videos have like a billion uh, watches, dude. A billion. <laughs> That's crazy. Would you agree well, that you I'm, have I'm one glad billion? You're enjoying them, brother. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you uh, learn to play guitar? Because it's pretty incredible uh, what's going on there. Um, you know, I've been playing one thing or another as long as I can remember, um, and uh, it's just music's always been the language that I love, and uh, it's always been the thing that I've felt most strongly drawn to, and so 
you know, it's uh, something I couldn't have avoided if I tried. <laughs> yeah, your slide guitar playing is pretty amazing. Uh, who'd you grow up uh, like listening to and stuff? And uh, wh- is uh, why is Mick Taylor the best guy in the Rolling Stones? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one right there. Um, and you know, basically, uh, you know, I remember growing up and listening to. I, I just absorbed anything I could think of. You know, anything I heard on the radio or in the house. Um, you know, music's was was just uh the sounds that i took in it didn't matter what genre i never really thought about genre and that kind of thing and when i picked up the guitar and started thinking about it from a guitar standpoint that's when uh you know those blues guitar players the slide guitar players really started standing out you know because there was just something that was hitting me with those kinds of musicians and uh, it was like something i felt like i knew but i didn't quite know why you know and uh I think since then it's just been a daily uh, journey figuring out what it is that that I feel so strongly about with that kind of music. Well, how do you how do you get uh, exposed to it? You seem like a pretty young guy. Like, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 33 years old. Right. So you, how do you like you know how do you get into into like uh, music that's normally discovered by you know much uncles old, old uncles and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did somebody leave a bunch well, of records around one day and you're like you found them this is a serendipitous well, moment know, where it all came together that's funny because uh you know when i was when i was growing up uh, my, my mom my father passed away when i was really young but my mom has always been a huge music fan and she actually dj'd for years professionally and that was when um like djs at the time had to have a CD, like a physical CD of every single song that anyone would, you know, anyone at like a bar or venue would come up and ask for, yeah. she'd have a physical CD for it. And so uh, she had, you know, like a hundred binders that were each filled with, you know, a hundred CDs. And uh, so I remember, especially when I first picked up the guitar, I would just rummage through those. And uh, I'm sure that after I went on, you know, like a James Brown binge or something like that, she would get a James Brown request and start wondering where all of her CDs were. And uh, they'd be <laughs> they'd be scattered around on my bedroom floor, <laughs> and I'd just be uh, getting down at home. <laughs> nice, I like the where'd way you, that happens. Where'd you grow up? Um, well, I was born in uh, born in Southern California. Grew up in uh, Seattle, North Carolina, and uh, we, you know, my family moved around a lot uh, when I was growing up with me and my brother and my mom. And uh, right now, I'm living with uh, my fiance Nikki here in Nashville. Uh, we lived on the road for about four years full-time, living out of our, uh, we got a small RV and traveled around the world in that. Wow. But uh, now we're in Nashville right now and loving it. Oh, dude, that's my dream come true to travel around in an RV. It really is. Every time I pass one on the on the street or something, I'm like, I just want to get in and, and go. How is that? How, is it all it's cracked up to me? Uh, talk me out of this because I really want to talk. Talk me out of it. I love it. Um you know, it's 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 awesome, but at the same time, you know, like some nights or some days, you'll wake up and you'll just you'll just look out and you'll be, you know, either in the French Quarter in New Orleans or you'll you'll be, uh, you know, on the banks of the Mississippi River somewhere, you know, just really inspiring and cool. And then some nights you'll wake up and there'll be sirens and you'll be in a Walmart parking lot, you right. know, next to a church's chicken and in Lido, New like, Jersey. Or something. Uh, <laughs> what's that? In Lido, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah or cleveland and, uh, <laughs> but you know that's the thing is um it ends up becoming part of you though and, and you love those nights as long as you uh get out of them you, you know you can laugh about them later and 
it's it's all part of the journey though you know what i mean you got a shower in that thing or you gotta you gotta make do with the you know whatever. yeah the, we've the we've got a showers. shower if you want to call it that it's kind of like a, a sink you can stand in with a shower curtain ah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> that's perfect but it's uh it works out as a sink they i mean they, they call it a shower so is it a modern rv or is it old what model it's a 99 so it's kind of trapped in between the two so in between worlds and uh, when you break when, when you break down in an rv it, does it suck or you're just like ah fuck it we're home who gives a shit it's it's uh yeah that's a good question it's kind of like both you know which is you know if you break down in a car you don't have a bathroom which is the good thing about an rv and uh you don't have a toilet but um it, it's also going to be way more difficult to repair. And I remember when it, when we first got it, we got it from an RV repo lot uh, in Virginia. And uh, we got a good price on it, but I didn't know anything about it. And um, we just uh, crossed our fingers, basically. But then the propane alarm started going off on our first trip over the uh, over the mountains. We were doing a radio show in Knoxville from North Carolina. That's and... Uh, it was the worst rainstorm I've ever driven through. We were going like 35 on the interstate, and trucks were just blasting by us on the mountains. Uh, the propane alarm started going off. We were rolling down the windows, trying to breathe fresh air, trying to get somewhere. Uh, this we, is like the first episode whole, of Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's, it's all, it was it was crazy. I mean, we were we we thought we were just gonna die before we made it to the first truck stop. Uh, there were holes behind the wheel, both wheel wells, so we were leaking from above and below. Jesus. The whole back of the RV was flooded from below. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. But after that, it was beautiful. Did it, did, <laughs> did it ever occur? You mean your, your, your woman stayed with you for the rest of the trip? My, my wife would have oh, been yeah. on an airplane going home already. That's a good old lady, man. <laughs> hey, uh, well, I'll tell you, we, we, we did a 10-hour trip from North, you know, from central North Carolina to Knoxville, Tennessee, to be on a radio show at 11 in the morning the next day. And it took us about 11 hours to get there. We had no sleep. Uh, first time I parked you know, in this little tiny parking lot in this RV. And uh, we just had the windows open, trying, like, thinking that propane was poisoning us, you know. And we're, <laughs> we're just apologizing to each other for being, you know, uh, so reckless for getting this thing, and and we know we sold everything we owned in order to to buy it too. Oh man, just totally yeah, uh, they... rolled the dice. You know, we needed to hit the road. Those things are not cheap. And uh, no, I mean, you know, and and like I said, we had to get it at a repo lot to to be able to even come close well, to affording that, it. That's what yeah. fast. That's what fascinates me. That'd be the greatest reality show of all time. RV repo man. <laughs> <laughs> You know the oh, person. Man. The person's always home. That's what's yeah. It's just like it. yeah. They're just like knock, <laughs> knocking over eighty year old. You know, <laughs> you know, just like pushing over septuagenarians and like you can't you know. sneak up in the middle of the night when the person's yeah, sleeping yeah. in the yeah. car all cranking, the time. Cranking back the awning. And... <laughs> when you were driving, when when all this was happening, did pulling over? Uh, it was that out of the question. <laughs> How do you find? Well, them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, no one wants to touch an RV also, and we had, um, so when we got it, you know, the tires looked brand new, and apparently they're brand new 11-year-old tires, <laughs> and uh, so we had three blowouts before we realized that, and, uh, you know, thank God uh, we got good roadside assistance before that, because we, we soaked every penny out of that roadside assistance we were paying for by the time we figured out what was going on with the tires and suspension, yeah. and... um Luckily, I've had some good fans along the road, too. I want to give a shout-out to Richard Brantley and Scott Strickland, who have probably been under that RV more than anyone in this world. Uh, 
and uh it's like geez uh those were some adventures right there for sure did you uh i guess when you get an rv and uh if you're not a car guy by the end of it you probably are you probably know some stuff well, that's that's the first thing that someone told me when we got it is like, you know, you might not know anything about this, but in a year you're going to know not only how to fix cars, but you're going to know how to fix a house too. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I've read down the plumbing, uh, you know, the electronics, the electricity, the converters, the suspension, right. uh, you know, taking tires on and off, change brakes, you know, all all the fluids, everything. It's like I didn't know any of that before, but. Um, we're, we're pretty good at diagnosing what's going on now. Man, I, I would love to do that. I'm dying to do let's that. Let's do it, Captain. I would, what do you mean, you. let's? I would do it. You. I'm not going anywhere with you anymore. Damn it. Yeah, and Republican Adam is not coming either. Oh, let's get him. No. <laughs> well, listen, that repo man you saw you coming from a mile show. away. Traveling radio show. That's right. <laughs> in an RV. And we'll have like a big antenna <laughs> on top. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. For John's, John's making and, a, he's making a big move for NPR. You guys have a good NPR. reality show too. You guys should do the reality show. We should. I'll call. We should do the reality show. I'll call those <laughs> people immediately. Something better happen soon because I'm uh, done. I am. I'm finished with this shit. I'm fried. I, I'm from fried. <laughs> I've had it. Finally, <laughs> mercifully, put a fork in it. Now uh, I was watching these videos of you playing the shovel, <laughs> the shovel guitar, the oil can guitar. And first of all, if you haven't watched Justin's videos, you need to go to justinjohnsonlive.com and check out his website and also his YouTube channel and all that. And uh, it's it's you're it's incredible. Do you get accused of being like uh, people like ah that's a, you're a novelty musician or something because you use a strange, these strangely built uh, guitars? Well, that's the thing. You know, when I first saw um, someone playing uh, a guitar that was made out of found objects, basically, you know, like you're saying, whether it's a shovel or a cigar box or an oil can, it's like, you know, the first thing you're thinking, like, well, why would you build a guitar out of that? You know, like, what's the purpose of that? And the more, you know, first of all, when I picked one up, someone handed one to me on stage. I was playing a show and they asked if I could play it. And I'd never played a four-string guitar before. I'd played a bass before, but um, I didn't know how to tune it, what to do with it exactly. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of came up with the tuning, started playing it. And um, what the first thing I noticed is, like, you know, as a as a six-string guitar player, you know, playing professionally for years, um, it just breaks you of all your habits, all your patterns, all the things you do, you know, just instinctively. And it really makes you think more and feel more about what you're playing because you're you're out of your comfort zone a little bit. Right, and then there's this uh, world of new tones that come from that also, and uh, you know, like you, you talk about all these all these great uh, you know um, guitar companies that have forests full of good tone woods, you know, like mahogany, ash, yeah. maple, stuff like that, um, and those are great for giving you the you know good tone, good balance, good sustain. But sometimes you want it to sound, you know, nasty. Sometimes you want it to sound broken. Sometimes you want it to sound raunchy. You know what I mean? Yep. And those tone woods don't always give you that vibe, but an oil can will, you know, or a, or a box or a shovel or something like that. Those are actually amazing tonal materials. But, you know, most people never think of stringing them up and finding out what they sound like. Yep. So that's one of the things I love about doing that kind of thing. Now, when you have to, when you have to uh, explore a, a brand new instrument and, uh, you know, kind of, relearn how to play does it make you does it make you a better guitar player it must like when you pick up the regular guitar or are you just like bored with the regular guitar now oh no it's um you know when i started learning about these kinds of instruments i realized all the musicians that inspired me the most you know from Jimi hendrix uh 
Bo Diddley, Lightning Hopkins, Buddy Guy, B.B. King, they all started out on instruments that they made, you know, or they found or someone made for them, like, you know, with one string, two strings, three strings, no pattern to how they were made. Some of them were made with screen wire, broom wire instead of strings. Right, tuned in whatever they felt like tuning it in that sounded good. Yeah, yeah, you know, you learn how to play a melody and rhythms and stuff like that on, on just about anything. And then when you get a professionally built guitar, it's like having a symphony, you know? I mean, it's just like, wow, you know, this this makes it easy. But if you learn it the hard way and you learn how to get those sounds out of those, you know, instruments that might seem limiting, you realize you're really just opening up this whole new vocabulary. It's like the, um, I was equated to like the, have you seen that Kung Fu movie, The One-Armed Boxer? Or, uh, you know, where it's like the, the one-armed Kung Fu master who's better than everybody because he, he has to learn how to beat everyone up with one hand basically right (laughs) and uh so it makes him much better at what he does so you're handicapping yourself in a way and then uh it just when you when you pick up the actual guitar you're like a virtuoso yeah and you know sometimes people do way too much on six strings also so if you limit yourself to one or two it kind of cuts back and it's like it's just saying be more tasteful you know don't try to be so, you know, don't try to play so much. Just make it all worth well, it you when know, you do. I, I know I started out on drums, and the, and the extra drums could be a crutch, too. Like, if you had a big Neil Pert kit or something like that, you, uh, could, yeah. you could tend to not play uh, play what you're supposed to play and end up, uh, you know, using the extra drums as a crutch. And, you know, it's, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, and then you, like, get in the drum fill, and then, you know, you wake up, and everyone in the band's looking at you. And you're like, uh, you know, trying to use every drum on the kit when you got 20 drums on there. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, just sit down with the kids out there. If you're listening, all the kids who listen to my show, um, <laughs> sit down with a uh, just a snare drum and a bass drum and uh, learn all your fills that way. And then, you know, if you want to add a drum later add, on. Add one tom on right. top, and then one floor tom. Right. Get that. That's Two buckets and a, and a pot. Are you a musician, Cassius? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do uh, vocals in the Greys, and uh, that's your band, the Graves. The Greys. Oh, the Greys, as in the color. As in uh, sp- in space alien theory, it's uh, you know people who believe in that aliens actually exist. That's what they refer to. You know, I was in a band called Endangered Feces, and uh, and one day uh, these guys made two guitars out of toilet seats. <laughs> now I'm sure that's like common now, but they had two toilet seat guitars. They sounded horrible. <laughs> They were like four string guitars. <laughs> they worked electronically and everything. Would, would you be? Would you be? Would you play a toilet seat guitar? Is that beneath you? <laughs> you know, I've, honestly, I, I played uh, when I released my first album out at uh, Fort Perry Folk Festival. It's the largest folk festival in Australia. I played a bedpan guitar down there wow. for half the set. Wow. So, uh, that's like, a, that's like so a, it's, it's definitely not beneath him. John. That's like a dobro. You should hear it when it's empty. It is, and you know they resonate good. I don't. I, you have to trust the person who gives them to you. But uh, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. It's the try. antique bedpan guitars you have to be careful with. Right. You never know. It's a. It's a. It's a. You know. It's a sanitary issue. Did you? Um. Who builds these guitars for you? Do you want to give that uh, gentleman or or company a plug or let us know where? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the you know the the shovel video that's uh, going viral right now that was built by Roger G. Barry. Um, from Mississippi Blues Guitars, and uh, he's a buddy of mine from down there. Uh, he lives out there in Mississippi, and uh, he, he builds amazing roots instruments. And you know, if you go to my if you go to my Facebook page website, um, 
you know, it's just full of videos. I work with a lot of builders around the world and showcasing their instruments. A lot of people give me instruments and, you know, I play with them for a while and, and they're so, they're just so inspiring, you know, um, I, I, put, I love posting videos of them and showing what kind of music these instruments make. There's not a lot of people out there, um, you know, really, I think, showcasing these builders who are doing some incredibly innovative stuff right now. What is uh, what does one of those guitars go for? Do you do you commission it, or does somebody like, hey man, I want you to play this, check out this prototype of a guitar? Or... Yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not making anything off of selling any of these guitars. I no, just, I know. I just love the art form, and um, you know, it all depends on what it is. You know, so if you you know the the guy who built that shovel, I don't know what he sells those for exactly. Um, but if you you know if you were to call up Roger or or um connect with them on Facebook and say, look, I saw Justin with that video. What would one of those guitars cost? Right. Um, that would be the way to find out. Same with any of the builders that are building these instruments right now. But, um, you know, generally they're a lot cheaper than a factory instrument, you know, something that's, you know, like a nice factory instrument. Um, and, you know, a lot of times, even if you get a six string guitar that, you know, is, is built out of these kinds of objects, and you play it the same way you'd play an electric guitar. You plug it into the same kinds of amps using the same kind of pedals. Um, if you find one and it's nice, it's like it's not going to sound like anything else. Right. You know, there's so many guitar companies chasing like a classic tone, which is great because I mean I'm I've always been a Fender you know player. I love Fender guitars. I love Gibson guitars. And um, but there's also these these new guitars being made that just don't sound like anything else. You don't need any pedals. You plug them straight in, and it's like you you totally own your sound at that moment. You know what I mean? Yep. And there's nothing else like it. that's that's a fun place to be in when you plug that guitar. And yeah. Like, wow, nothing else sounds like this. That's cool. And if you look at this uh, shovel, we call it calling it a shovel guitar. It's more of a a spade, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Like it's, this guy just didn't like put strings on a shovel. It's a beautiful instrument. It's like chrome plated or, and, and it looks really nice. Too. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's amazing too, because I've played several instruments made out of tools and, um, tools are actually built just like guitars. I mean, they have to be a hardwood. They have to be able to stand up to the abuse and, you know, you use the same kind of wood for tools. A lot of times that you would use for a guitar because they just have to be strong. You know, guitars have to handle the string tension and stay straight and stay uniform and resonate. And tools just have to handle the abuse. Yeah, I never thought and, about uh, that. You make a shovel handle, that, that thing better be, uh, you know, that thing better last a few winters and you leave it outside and stuff. That's a, I don't know what they make. What do they make shovel handles out of? It's like got to be a hard wood, right? It's usually hickory, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hickory, a lot of oak, you know, and things like that. And if you get older ones, too, it's crazy because, you know, I've done a, a lot of research on instruments. I've, I've learned a lot from luthiers and, and just from my own experience. And uh, you take something like a, a Stradivarius violin, or you take some of these violins and classical instruments, even the ones they're making now, what they'll do sometimes to make them better sounding is they'll vibrate them like manually, almost like a, not not as rough, but like, you know, those paint shakers where they shake up the paint to mix it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... like They'll like pre-stress out. Like they'll put like ten years of playing on an instrument in in a matter of you know yeah, a like, few days or weeks. Like vibrate them, like hit them with harmonics. Yeah, exactly. Feedback what it does into is them. it frees up the cell structure of the wood. But if you get a tool that's been used for a long time, 
Um, Same thing. The, the wood has undergone that process naturally just from someone using it. You know what I mean? Like a shovel or a pickaxe or something like that. That's and um, I've got a one string. It's called a diddly bow, a one string instrument that was made out of a, a, an old Matic handle in Australia that was used for like 10 years. And uh, it's the longest sustaining instrument I think I've ever heard uh, made out of wood. And it just, you pluck that one string and it just continues to play for over a minute sometimes. It's, it's just crazy. Wow. A, a full minute of sustain. Now, this is all the cells, everything's been shaken out of that tool because some guy's been breaking his ass his whole life, digging holes, <laughs> exactly. chopping wood. Wacking is there an instrument people. that uh, that you think uh, that you've thought of that you would like to play that hasn't been made Killing yet? Killing people like, with it. Hey, man, that, you know, it would be cool to have. Whacking you know, people in the skull with this fucking. That's how I test my shovels. Sorry. <laughs> is there is is there one that you would like to be see be made that you uh that you haven't yet? You know, it's um I, I always love seeing what's next. The, the last person that asked me that, uh I I said a uh, Cadillac Tailfin six string guitar with, with two Gretsch pickups and a Bigsby tremolo. And uh in uh, about a month later it was sitting on my doorstep. Oh, <laughs> so that's so you, do you, you, now you almost have, like, do you feel like you have a responsibility, like you have all these followers and everyone's uh, checking you out, that if you say something, like, it'll just come true, and then you have to, <laughs> you have, you have to feel guilty about it? Like, oh, man, I made this guy make a guitar, and all I did was say, hey, I wish I, I saw a guitar made out of a mall or something. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> how, are you, how are you handling uh, your, uh, your fame? Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, uh, my fiance Nikki and I every every day we wake up and we we try to put good stuff out there and positive, you know, positive stuff out there and share music, share roots music, and uh, that's what it's all about. You know, our dream is really to be able to to do more of that with uh, less of the stress that you know you have to deal with doing anything in life. But um, you know, it's we're we're just having the time of our life here in Nashville and. Um, you know, it's just great. We, we're thankful every single day. When's the wedding? <laughs> well, well, the wedding, you know, we got a funny um, philosophy on that, which I love, which is um, uh, Nikki and I are, we can't wait to get married. And we haven't, you know, we've known we're going to get married for years. And uh, we're just waiting for that magic moment. And we kind of let destiny and fate take us in the direction it's going to take us in. And, uh, so, so we're both age. eager to do it, but we're not we're not rushing it until the moment's right because we I want like it, it to be something. And then every year after that, we've agreed we're going to get remarried for our anniversary somewhere cool. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be worth the wait. Don't worry, that'll go away. So. Sounds, sounds <laughs> like it, sounds like it's not going to cost a hundred thousand dollars. Now, when you good. when you say you were a pro player and you've been all over the world uh, before any of this happened, what what were you doing? You were at, you were making money. This was your job. You were going out and uh, doing uh, uh, playing guitar for other people. Well, um, the uh, well, my first job was actually, was playing guitar, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Um, I had I had one job for about a week uh, selling guitars at a Walmart, and uh, <laughs> when I was uh, a teenager, and uh, all I did the whole time was play guitar. So I don't even consider that a job, really. And uh, all I did was pick up the mess after my last boss until it went out of business, and uh, I decided, you know, that's not. You know, the the stage has always been where I've wanted to be, and it's always been what's felt right. And as long as I as long as I keep that 
right in the center of my attention. That's that's what it's been the whole time. They put you in charge of selling guitars at Walmart. Is there like a whole section? I thought there were just like two guitars. <laughs> no, no, it was it wasn't yeah, for, for the Walmart. Kiddies. You know how they have like stores. They have stores sometimes at the front of Walmart. You can rent out that space. It was this uh, <laughs> store called uh, I think Father and Son Music. Oh. And uh, I worked there for like, a, it was like a few days, and they went out of business. A few days. Don't hire me. It was for, fun. They cross out the sun, and two days other later. Than playing music. You should, you should go back to Walmart and make a guitar out of a gun. <laughs> I've seen of that? I, you know, there's a, there's a great musician named Super Chicken, and actually, I, I did a shovel duet with him one time. He's got, he's got the only other shovel that Roger Berry built uh the same guy who built mine and uh me and super chicken johnson did a shovel duet it was six strings on two shovels wow last time i was out in clarksdale mississippi that was a lot of fun what'd you play well that was just on the back porch i was doing a live uh, i did a live show called reach from the road back then on my uh tours last year every every thursday i'd do a podcast uh called roots from God the road it. and i uh, interviewed him for one of those that was awesome you have a podcast? Plug the podcast. I'd like to hear that. Roots from the Road, it's called? Um, yeah, I don't do it anymore. I did it last year while I was on the road. And um, But, you know, everything we've done, if you go to my YouTube channel, um, you know, YouTube forward slash uh, Justin Johnson Live, or if you go to justinjohnsonlive.com, there's links to all of that stuff. I've, I've archived a lot of those episodes on YouTube and that kind of thing. I was wondering why you were so good at this interview thing. <laughs> John, who have you interviewed on that show? Anybody good? Um, you know, basically what we do is um, Steve Albini, Mark Maron. People, people kept asking us, you know, where are you? Who are you hanging out with? And that kind of stuff. And, and we just do it from wherever we were. Whether we did some from the Badlands in South Dakota, right? You know, how's the Wi-Fi um, out there? <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. It was like the the lowest death live stream you've ever seen uh, from the Badlands. I wanted to do it from the actual Badlands, and apparently that's just physically impossible. Uh, so we we did it from the uh, first satellite we could find, or you know, first cell tower we could find outside of the Badlands. So you, do you do podcasts from your RV, literally? Yeah, uh, some of them were from the RV. Some of them would be at you know record stores. Um, venues sometimes we'd rent like a pavilion at the campground we're staying at stuff like that um uh, and uh but yeah if you you know you can check them out you, you can uh, again if you go to my youtube page um i've archived all those roots from the road episodes and uh it was just fun you know it was one of those things where basically what you guys are doing which i think is the best form of radio where you just feel like you're hanging out with people right and um you know there's there's no pressure i mean this is this oh. is great being on this show i, I oh, love thanks. what you guys are doing thanks too. man Billy, I, I am not relaxed in one bit but it is that john, is the feel no, john, john actually puts a lot of pressure yeah, on us he's very tense he's very <laughs> tense it's a uh, it's i've heard your podcast it's great his his uh, computer's made out of a post hole digger it's fantastic <laughs> Wait, john John, how did you ever hear about this guy? Uh, he's blowing up all over the uh, Facebooks and internet, and uh, Tommy Rockstar sh decided to uh, uh, throw a line, and uh, uh -huh. we're lucky enough to have have Justin call in. Yeah, which Tommy's we are, not we here. Are, Justin, I really thank you for calling in. I appreciate that. How did you meet Tommy? Hey, I'm glad to do it. How did you meet Tommy, uh, Justin? He didn't. He just emailed him today. I just no. got finished saying that. All right, all right. So there you, there you go. You go to people's website. They have a contact thing, and you go, hey, you want to be on the show? And they, if they ignore you or they say yes or they say no, and that's, you know, that's it.
What's wrong with you? I see. I see. Wait, wait, wait. I see how it works. Justin, have you heard of, uh, are you familiar with the electrical guitar company and the, you know, the uh, aluminum guitars, the Travis Beans, the, you know. The, the metal guitars. The metal guitars. The, the It's made of, com, you know, completely of aluminum, or at least the neck is through to the pickups in one yeah, shot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, the, you know, metal is a great form of uh, making guitars. The thing is you have to do a lot of planning ahead of time, you know, when you're, uh, forming it because once you do it, you're you're basically done. You know, there's no like yeah. fine tuning adjustment. You can't like, like take the get the yeah, get the router out and well, I guess you you can right. You could route aluminum. Well, there's, no, there's, yeah, no, there's no trust. But rod. you know, with like wood with the necks, you can you can uh, yeah. There's no trust. Oh, I see where you guys are can't make that. those fine tune adjustments to the action and and the, or like the neck warp. You know, like the shape of the neck. But you know the resonance of metal is is amazingly good. The sustain and plus electrically, you don't have to ground it. The same thing with the shovel; um, it grounds itself, so there's actually less electrical work that you have to do, and, and the less things that can go wrong, the better on a guitar. Right. So you don't have to, uh, you know, like uh, Faraday shield things inside the electric box, of, as some people do. Everything's already ground. I still don't understand electricity. I'm like an idiot. I, I don't. I don't understand it. I'll break it down for you during the next during the next break. John. Teach me electricity in the next break. <laughs> I will. <laughs> well, you got your AC and you got your DC. No, I get the ground thing. Listen, electricity wants to go to the ground. That's lightning wants to go to the ground. I get that. And instead of it going into like your heart. Or your, uh, you know, your penis. You're neglecting magnetism. You're nuts. You want, uh, <laughs> you want, you want to, uh, you know, make sure there's a safety that that, um, you know, makes it go to the ground instead of into you. I get all that. I don't understand how a metal John, guitar John, is John, already we'll do, it, we'll do it on the break. We'll do it on the break. How John. is a metal guitar or, no, no, it's already just, grounded? It's a really interesting. How concept. do squirrels run along the uh, electrical line and not die? It's amazing. Thank you. All I know is not to put the ladder too close to the. Uh, the thing on the house, or else you'll melt to, melt to that shit. There was a guy at work today who came in to fix this gigantic electric drive. It's like his job. And he's like, uh, oh, I don't know. That's <laughs> kind of scary. I'm like, that's, that's what you do. You work on these, these drives. He's like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, he, but he, not, not, when that, when that guy doesn't want to be near it, I'm not going near that shit. I don't need... I don't hey, need... You, you know, you would be good at electrical work in RVs uh, because... What I found out the hard way is that a lot of the voltage in RVs is like they basically make it pretty much safe for humans yeah. as long as you're not plugged into they call shore power. Right. So like everything's coming off of a car battery because I, I found out the hard way fixing my uh, power conver converter that uh, it's easy to make sparks fly doing that work. Um, yeah. But I'm still here, so <laughs> yeah. If you, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with control voltage, like a, a post. Step down transformer. Um, I, I'll work yeah. on that. <laughs> do you ever but, do you ever take those nine volt batteries and just stick the two ends onto oh your man. tongue? That's that's <laughs> quite an experience. You've never done that. <laughs> Show I, that's actually how I test. Yeah, how I test nine volt batteries if I before putting them in a pedal before a show. There you go. <laughs> you said you have a big pedal board set up, yeah, with all the all the sorts of effects and everything. Or are you just going uh, straight to the amp now? It's gone. You know, for most of my videos, I go straight through the amp if I'm doing something from, you know, again, that's always trying to do something quick mobile and sharing that. But um, with the with the live show, I'll have, um, you know, four or five pedals there to um, just make it versatile as far as the because, you know, especially sometimes I'll have up to 10 or 15 different instruments for a set. Right. And that's each a one lot of tuning, sounds man. a little bit better with, uh, you know, 
you don't have time to do all the amp settings and amp changes and that kind of thing in a live show if you want to keep it entertaining. So it helps to have some different settings on EQ pedals and things like that. And it is, it's just you performing solo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At, at every performance? Yep, uh, definitely. Uh, for the past, uh, you know, I started out playing in uh, all kinds of different, you know, full band arrangements. And I played at one time, I played in, in more than six bands at the same time from a, a jazz big band to bluegrass bands, reggae bands, funk bands. And wow. uh, since, always playing you know, strings? What's that? You were always playing strings? Yep, uh, at the time it was all it was all six string acoustic and electric guitar. Huh. And uh, when I went solo, I, I met my fiance Nikki. Uh, we decided, you know, again let's let's hit the road. Let's try to do this. So uh, we kind of just rolled the dice, you know, yeah. and, and said let's make this work. Me and you. Baby. And I'd never played a solo show in my life when we started. When we decided to go solo, and uh, it's kind of like, well, let's do or die on this, and yeah. um, it's been great. Well, you don't have to split the money. That's a good thing about being by yourself, and also you don't have to. You have no one to blame. You can't like get mad at the drummer, and then you have to sit in the RV with him for the next six weeks, pissed off that he. Well, that's the bad yeah. part is you can't blame the drummer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually the best part of the internet. You can find a way. You can find a way. Is your, are your <laughs> just turn around to a guy that's not there, and when you when you when you throw a clam out and 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 look at like an empty drum set and get pissed off. At yeah. Them. Are your sets? Well, all... see what happened is is when I was in bands, I could always blame it on the drum. And then when I go solo, if something goes wrong, I blame it on not having a drummer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said, well, it wouldn't have happened if I'd have had a drummer. That's very Norm MacDonald-ish. <laughs> <laughs> is it all instrumental? Nikki is shaking her head right now because she knows it's true. <laughs> is it all, is She's not the drummer, right? No, she doesn't do anything, apparently. Is, it all, is it all instrumental? Your set? It's a full instrumental yes. set? Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't sing when you do co- when you're doing covers and stuff, uh, uh, and I assume you do covers at these shows. I don't know. You play. I see them. I saw you do a Jimi Hendrix cover on the internet and stuff. You play the vocal lines on the guitars and or exactly. You know, and that's that's one of the things that I mean. I've always loved instrumental music, and um, it's it's some of my favorite music. And it's you know back in the day, like back in the fifties, sixties, seventies. Um, you could hear instrumental songs on the radio all the time and uh, they'd still get stuck in your head. You know what I mean? They'd still be big hits. And it's kind of a shame that a lot of that has, has fallen off in the last few decades um, because really, you know, if it's got a rhythm, the the melody, the the tones, it can still capture people's attention and imagination in the same way. And, and you know, in a lot of ways without lyrics giving you some kind of uh, literal message, it kind of leaves the listener up to basically feeling whatever they feel when they hear it and making it their own. Right. Um, the gear guys on the chat, on the, uh, on the, somebody is texting me that they want to know, uh, uh, we, we need to fill a lot of time, so please break down your entire pedal board. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> what is the best tuner? Because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things. And since you have to tune 15 guitars, I think you would know the best tuner on the market. And what is the tuner you use? I, I use a, um, it's a Diodario clip-on tuner. Ah, the uh, clip-on the man, eh? Oh, that's company. a wicked tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. It's about time you were fucking funny. Bro- broken clocks right twice a day. So you use the I same tuner, you keep clipping it onto every guitar. Where do you switch? Well, I'll use that a lot of times um, offstage, the Diodario tuner, and I keep it on certain guitars that aren't going through my wireless system because I I plug straight into a wireless system so I can keep that on my belt. And then that also is a sure wireless system. 
And uh, that has a built-in chromatic tuner on that also. So I can use either or, uh, depending on what works fastest on stage so you got or multi- whatever context I'm playing in. How do you uh, – you, you got multiple. Multiples. <laughs> when you're when – you're, Multi- Multiple. Uh, th- when, you're, when you're by yourself and you have 15 guitars – and uh, you, you have to, I guess you have to sit there before the show and, and tune them <laughs> as close as you can, right, by yourself. Or is your oh, fiance, yeah. is your fiance a guitar tech? That's the part of the setup sometimes. Can you, can you teach your old lady how to, how to tune a couple of those things or, you know? Doesn't your fiance do well, some she, of the tuning? Does she carry gear? <laughs> do you have she any is roadies? busy doing all of the things that, uh, that don't get any of the credit, you know, from anyone watching right. the show, basically. Yeah. All, the, all of the things behind the scenes that make the show possible that, you know, um, buying you drugs. Afterwards, don't get any of the glory. Basically, do you have at this point? Do you have like a booker or something? Or are you doing it all uh, DIY? Um, Nikki and I do that all by ourselves. We're not affiliated nice. with any labels or anything right Beautiful. now. Love and, that. Um, we've self-released our last uh, two albums. It's the way vinyl records. We're working on a vinyl right now um, for my last album, If Walls Could Talk. And uh, we just did the final stage. Uh, we just got the lacquer references back from the, uh, you know, the company that's going to be cutting the vinyl, cool. uh, Golden Mastering, and it sounded great. And we're just now picking the pressing company. We haven't chosen the pressing company yet, so that's the, the last step there. Do you record all this stuff yourself, or uh, do you go to a studio? Um, we've uh, we've gone with studios. The first album I've done as a solo artist, uh, Smoke and Mirrors, was recorded at Sun Studio. Um, the first, the first disc, it was a double album was recorded in Sun studio. The second disc we did in, uh, in the Mississippi Delta field recording style. So like, you know, kind of like a throwback to that Alan Lomax style yeah, yeah. of recording where Mr. Well, um, I got all of these pre-World War II, uh, homemade roots instruments from a museum and we recorded them in old sharecropper shacks and, oh, you know, man. crossroads out of the back of a car, you know, and that kind of thing. Dude, you are mo- the and, most uh, authentic guy in history. That's amazing. That's awesome. I mean, there's just not, there's not enough of that, uh, you know, I think paying homage to the history of this kind of thing and keeping it real is what it's all about. And the, and the music, you can hear it when that happens, you know, like, I, I don't um, feel the same in a studio that's, that's just, you know, pristine or, or, you know, certain, certain places just kind of feel like a doctor's office or something yeah, like that. Right. And then we love places that, that have that history and that, that magic in them but you, where you, said, you just feel like you're somewhere doing something, you know? Yeah. You said you recorded at sun studios, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did a full album there. Like full. Yep, and, um, well, yeah, a double album. Like I, like I said, the first did disc of the double album was recorded in Sun Studio, and the second disc was recorded with the Sun Studio engineers um, down in Clarksdale, Mississippi, and around the Mississippi Delta in a few different locations. How about Muscle Shoals? And then the last... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and then the last album I just finished um, a couple months ago, um, it was called If Walls Could Talk, and that was recorded here in Nashville at Cash Cabin Studio. And that was produced by John Carter Cash, who's the son of Johnny Cash and June Carter. And uh, he's he's just an amazing talent. Chuck Turner, the engineer, is an amazing talent. And Cash Cabin is just, I mean, that's that place is just magical. Nice, I mean, it's nice. it's just something else. That's where uh, Johnny Cash built that cabin. It's his own personal getaway from his house uh, on the lake, on Old Hickory Lake. And um, it's it turned into a recording studio. Rick Rubin actually 
I worked with Johnny Cash, turning it into a recording studio. That's where he recorded all of his American recording oh, sessions. Oh, wow. And uh, Those are it's just mojo albums. all over. That's good connections you got there. That's, that's really... <laughs> I think he just recorded there. I don't think well, Rick Rubin's the just there all the time. The producer, you know, the producer <laughs> on that. Are you familiar? I, I Last week, Billy was here in New York, Billy Bragg, and he's been on the show, and he did this album with Joe Henry, uh, the, the Railroad album, where they actually went from Chicago down through Texas, El Paso, into uh, to the West Coast on railroad trains, and then they recorded in the actual stations. When they would get off and there'd be 20-minute stops, they would run out with the sound engineer and the recording equipment, and they would record their songs the whole album was recorded in railroad stations across America with the background that sound. That is all. Awesome. Yeah, that's a, uh, I just listened to it last week, and he was just here playing in New York last Saturday. Wow. But uh, I would wow. check that out. It's What's an amazing album. I don't, I don't have that's it off cool, the top man. of my head, but it's, if you look up Joe Henry, Billy Bragg, they did a compilation where they recorded this whole album in train stations, basically. And you hear all the <laughs> background sounds. You hear the birds chirping in the background in one track. Wow. And Do you have any ideas about that, Justin? Like, yeah. where you want to record next? Do you have any, like a, like, a wacky idea that you're like, oh, well, this hasn't been done before. I'd like to, you know, record a song, one song and or, or one album in, you know, some kind of strange or historic place? Like, well, you know, that was that was really the concept with uh, with Smoke and Mirrors. Yeah, I guess you've done this already. Right. the Crossroads. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like the crossroads, you know, where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil and where, like, all that blues mythology uh, came from. And, you know, you start thinking, well, you know, how do you do that? How do you find a place like that? Or what kind of research do you do? And we ended up finding these old directions that were written by a uh, it's a now, now deceased voodoo practitioner that used to work on Beale Street in Memphis. And uh, we didn't know where this place was. We got these things... Um, it was like the day before we were going down to the Mississippi Delta. We finally found some directions that sounded somewhat legitimate. And uh, we we spent the whole first day of recording in Mississippi looking for the crossroads uh, based on, because they were written like a treasure map or like a scavenger hunt map. It yeah. was like, you see this landmark, you take a left here. And like they were tracing basically like the old highways of Mississippi, not the new paved interstates, but like, these old dirt roads. You think and, the, um, you think the devil yeah, would be out there, like pointing, like this way. You know, there's a I guy mean, in a was, big red you know, suit. And he's, come on, because the contract. The, in his hand. the actual location we found was on a plantation that was, um, you know, where Sun House came from, where all these musicians. I mean, it really was where blues music came from historically. Was this plantation? It was right over these railroad tracks. On the corner was an old slave cemetery that ended up after you know. Slaves were freed and ended up being the plantation sharecropper cemetery. And you could read, you know, a lot of these tombstones were, were hand etched in concrete while it was still wet, you know, um, and real creepy stuff. Uh, we got there and it was pitch black. It ended up being the darkest night of the month, you know, in the lunar cycle. And there were no streetlights, dirt roads out in the country. And uh, it was New Year's Eve. And so it was like 27 degrees, uh, you know, it was below freezing there. Uh, we ran the recording equipment off of the, the coach battery on the RV, the Sun Studio field recording equipment, and um, did four songs that ended up on Smoke and Mirrors. Uh, the, the first one we recorded, and, and, you know, it's like just magic the way it all worked out, uh, ended like we lost track of time. Got everything tuned up, recorded, test, you know, um, tested the mics, 
And the second I finished that first song, fireworks started going off in the distance. It was the oh. exact second of midnight, and, and it sounded like shotguns. Everyone started looking around because oh, uh, we didn't have a permit or anything to record out there. Right. And uh, you can actually hear that at the end of the recording, those fireworks going off. Man, that's thank God somebody wasn't like, all right, we're done and stop rolling tape on that. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and we had to stop, you know, talking about, you know, you guys talking about the... Um, <laughs> recording at the train station and hearing those noises um there's some songs at the end of the song you can hear trucks rolling by because i was literally in this in the road in the dirt road and trucks were going by and uh, i'd have to i'd have to come up with like a tasteful in, uh outro for the song because i could see headlights coming yeah <laughs> and i'd be thinking like oh man this is a good take you know i don't want to waste this take but there's a truck coming you should have never set up in the middle of that over. railroad track man that was a bad idea you know it's <laughs> this is the greatest take we ever had, and all of a sudden the train starts barreling down the track. You're like, crap. We got to cut, man. We got to cut. No, you know, just keep the tape rolling. I'll die. I'll, I'll do it. I'll get run over by the train. Just make sure the tape's rolling. Exactly. Ever, you, I mean, you know, do you ever get? Does it ever get tired, uh, tiresome for you to play these uh, this kind of music? Because I know I don't want to say it's a lot of the same thing, which I, you know, I it's not something I subscribe to. But uh, is it kind of limiting playing the same? kind of stuff i mean i see how you play and how you're all over the place and you could is there always something new to come up with or do you get like uh stagnant and uh kind of like oh man i think i reached the where as far as i can go with this well i think one of the best the best takes i've ever heard on that kind of question was a bb king quote and, uh, he said that you know the difference between you know the like comparing jazz to blues uh you know jazz is much more complicated in a sense you have much broader um, scope of like the language and the directions you can take it in harmonically and melodically. He said it's kind of like cooking, you know, like when you're cooking with less ingredients, you have to be a better chef to make up new ideas and to make things interesting. Um, when you're cooking with a lot more ingredients, again, the um, challenge is to actually learn how to use those right and to not get carried away with the fact that you can do something so different, you know, that you forget to, to put that extra bit into it. And I think there's always going to be something to be said about not just blues music, but uh, all forms of roots music, where if you go back to that early place where that music came from and you come at it, you learn the techniques, you learn the history, you learn how to approach it in your own genuine way, you're going to bring something new out of it that's yours. You know, you're not going to do something that someone else did. I hate, I hate imitating people and I, I can't do it. But I can um, pay homage to people and pay homage to styles that I love, and that's what I try to do with my music. Right. Now, when you say you hate imitating people, but you do, uh, you know, you're playing uh, some of those covers. It's going to get you those crazy, like, YouTube hits. And the, uh, the the Facebook, is it? does it piss you off? Because I talked to a bunch of people about this. All right, so you make a video. You put it on Facebook. It's got 8 million views. Do you see Dime One off of that, or is it, or when when it's on YouTube, it's got like thirty thousand, and you and you can't monetize it? And you're like, what the hell's going on? Zero well, you know, money. the thing is that um, with with playing music professionally, uh, having more connections, having more fans, getting more attention is always a good thing, and um, you know, I I love getting more fans, getting more attention, and and being able to share the music with as many people as possible. You know. And, uh, you know, we get 8 million people today. I hope we get 8 million people tomorrow and the day after that, too. You know, I'd be a liar if I didn't say that. Yeah, sure. But um, the key is always, and I think that, you know, what I've found personally, 
is that if you love what you're doing and you do it genuinely, that's what people connect with. Right. And that's what makes you happy at the end of the day anyways, you know? Sure. Um, like, you know, doing a radio show. If you were doing a radio, you're not following someone else's format. You know what I mean? You go on and, and <laughs> well. I'll bet I would be willing to bet that the days when you guys finish your radio show, you think the days when you had the most fun are probably the days when people say they had the most fun listening to it. Right. Sure. And that's what we go for yeah. every day. You're a, you're a, you're a very super intelligent guy with an, uh, you know, a, a solid philosophy. If, I, if you don't mind me Traveling saying Traveling philosopher. <laughs> that's what he is. He By the way, the country I don't know what you're talking about. I get paid a lot of money to do this show. A lot of money. <laughs> Big bucks. Checks are rolling in every I week. I give you $3 every month, don't I, Captain? Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, out of my own account. Well, that's what it's all about to to to, Big to pay expose people to what you're doing, and if you're doing something special, you want more people to hear it. And if you are doing something special, more people will hear it. That's right. And if you're doing something special like this radio show, no one will hear it. Cash has heard us, and now he's here. Do you have a? Uh, do you yeah. watch these? I'm sure you've seen the video of those guys doing uh, Thunderstruck on the, the uh, you know kind of improvised um, country instruments. Have you seen that? Oh. I've seen, oh yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, do you, I, do you look I've, at that? Do you think those guys are posers? <laughs> no, I think I think anyone doing uh, you know what they're doing, you know, it's all about whether you're being honest with it. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of times when I see stuff like that, um, everyone has their own opinion, and really, no one knows what people are doing and why they're doing it. And uh, you know, for example, with the shovel video, um, I'd never played that song before. Oh, and, really? Wow. Uh, I was making it up on the spot. Uh, Nick, I was about to do a live stream uh, yesterday at 3 o'clock. And uh, before the live stream, I said, you know, Nikki was filming it. And I said, well, let's do a video really quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play something. And I made it up. And we posted it a little later, and it's, it's got like 12 million views now, you know? And I mean, I've had people already saying, I'm, I'm you know, you know, I'm copying this or I'm doing that. It's like they'll they'll be listing people I've copied and I've never heard of them before yeah, and that yeah. kind of thing. And it's like you know, no one really knows what you're doing when you post something like that. And so, I mean, as far as like the thunderstruck video with the, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I thought that was a really entertaining video. Yeah, with I liked the, it. The guys in the overalls and they're like pulling up on tractors and everything. It's, they're they're Hacy Dixie, right? I'm not sure, sure who it is, but I mean, it was an entertaining video, and I can see why people like it. Plus, Thunderstruck what? is a good... I've seen that on cellos, too, with people dressed up like in Renaissance, right. you know, outfits <laughs> playing cello cello versions of what, the, the covering, Thunderstruck. I mean, it's just a great entertaining concept. Covering the ACDC song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And playing what kind of instruments? They're playing... Like, I was... Go ahead. Oh, like like two classical cellos yeah. was the one. Yeah, I was talking about. Oh, yeah, the one I was talking about, Cassius was. Um, they were playing like uh, banjos, and it looked like a couple improvised kind of hey, uh, uh, hayseed, banjos. Hayseed Dixie. Hayseed Dixie. Who are you calling a Dixie? Right. It's good. It's entertaining. The um, do you do you get it when you when you say you have all these uh, you're reading these comments about people saying ah oh, you're copying this and that? Do you get caught up in reading the comments and do do you have to say to yourself, all right, I just got to step away from this. I can't, you know, because everyone on Facebook has some hot take and some you know dumb opinion, and they're gonna be like, this guy's a you know this or that. And do you get caught up in that? And you try to answer the nice people, and how do you separate it? How do you you know how do you figure out how to do this? Oh, uh, you know. Uh... I just try to take the um, opinion that people people are always, you know, whether it's good or bad, usually they're caught up in their own life anyways. I mean, you have to be. Um, and, 
honestly, I can't think of a single person that I've really looked up to as a role model and, and learned about who didn't deal with a lot of people saying they shouldn't do something. If you do anything new, there's going to be people saying you should be doing it the way I'm doing it, or you should be doing it the way that it's been established right. uh, to do. And if you don't get that stuff, you're probably not you're trying not, hard uh, enough. You know what I mean? You're not it's taking any, any chances. Yeah. You got to have, you got to have, the, if, you, if you don't have detractors, then you're probably not making art. Thank yeah. You. And you know, for every person who says that I shouldn't do what I do, there's a lot more people saying that they're glad that I'm doing what I'm doing. And right. that's really who I'm trying to listen to. Yeah. I, I hear you. For me, it only takes one guy, and I get really depressed. Like everyone could be like, oh, "The show's great," and one guy's like, "The show's boring," and I like I, I, that sits with me the whole week. I must be a great artist. Everybody tells me to stop doing everything I do. <laughs> You're like Picasso. Because no one wants. To, everyone's mad at you. Constant negativity regarding its behavior. I'm a genius. <laughs> the greatest artist of all time. Well, thank you so much for uh, calling in, Justin. I really appreciate this, man. And uh, yeah. good good luck with everything. I hope uh, everything works out with you. If you have anything else to plug besides JustinJohnsonLive.com, you can go on there and check out his stuff. Where And people could buy your uh, albums on that website? Yes, definitely. CDs? Cool. Are you on like Amazon and iTunes and all that stuff too? Yeah, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, all, all that good stuff. Uh, search for, um, you know, the best place to find it is JustinJohnsonLive.com. And, um, you know, if you, if you dig it, go to the YouTube, go to the Facebook, uh, like us, all of that good stuff. And, um, you know, man, it's, it's, it's been a great, uh, I've had a great time hanging out with you guys and, uh, enjoying the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. One day. Yeah, thanks a lot. We, uh, uh, by the way, not only is your, your interview and, and your, what you've said been great, but your phone connection is fantastic and we cannot thank you. Are you, in the, are you in the RV right now? Are you in the RV? Is that the RV line? No, no, we're we're uh, we're living in Nashville right now, and uh, so we're we're uh, calling from the banks of Old Hickory Lake. He's at a payphone at the uh, train station, man. Listen, the guy's on the move. Yeah, I mean, if, he doesn't let no moss grow under those feet. If you and Nikki fire up that road. RV, you gotta <laughs> head down to Flushing, and maybe come and visit us right here in the barrage. Uh, we'd love to have you. Anytime. I'd like to see you play that yeah. shovel right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, when, yeah, live, next time we're rolling right through here. town, we'll have to I'll, I'll touch base with you guys. That'd be great. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you calling in. Great interview, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with everything. I think uh, this is this is going to be huge. When did it all, all start blowing up? Was it just like this week, or has it been happening? <laughs> <laughs> were you unknown <laughs> until this week? Because I saw like se seven people share your video today. I was like, ah, oh, this guy's fucking, this guy's mint. What what yeah, well, what uh, clubs like when you come through NYC area? What clubs have you played at, Justin? Um the the only time I've been up to New York. Uh, uh, uh oh, uh, okay. damn it! Uh -oh. Jinx it <laughs> I jinxed oh, it. Man. Was functional showcase, and um, I was going up there to showcase wait, 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 the instruments what? of a company yeah, called for wait, Hold on, hold on, hold on. What showcase? It's called the uh, International Luthier Showcase up uh, in Woodstock, New York. They have it every uh, year. It's it's really cool. They get some of the guitar you know, makers, just craziest uh, guitar builders from around the world. You know, really high end, mainly acoustic instruments. Um, take them up there, and you can just see what everyone's doing. It's like the cutting edge of acoustic, um, you know, custom guitar building. Oh, it's uh, it's really cool. When, when, and it was right right before Hurricane Sandy, so we actually drove. We, Hurricane Ch Sandy chased us out of New York, and we drove all the way back to, I think it was uh, North Carolina or Georgia before we stopped. Oh, man. Um, 
going 40 miles per hour the entire way because it was like 60 mile per hour wind for the entire drive in the RV. Yeah, oh, that's not good. Uh, wow. uh, that That's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> that RV is like a big wall when you're driving it and, the, and, a, and, a, and a little uh, shot of wind hits you. And the thing goes like into the mm-hmm. next into the next lane. How much of that happens? Because then I, I might be out. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's what the trip was like the whole way. And, oh. uh, man, well, that would be a whole other interview telling you that story. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> All right, man. I'm sorry. I have a ba- I have a bad habit of, <laughs> a bad habit of wrapping it up and then asking another question. Yeah, right. the... I don't know. But how, how many miles have you put on this RV already? <laughs> <laughs> How many miles have you put on the I think RV? It's been about, I think it's been about 150,000 miles so far. Will you, uh, st- wow. will you put strings on the RV eventually and play it? <laughs> we've, we've got strings already attached to it. So. <laughs> we've, got, we've got guitars nailed to the wall, literally, that we can play. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Justin. There's Justin Johnson. Go visit him at justinjohnsonlive.com and uh, go buy his music. He's an incredible guy and incredible musician. Thank I'm you. in. I'm Sign me up. I'm Re- in. Really appreciate you calling in, man, and uh, best of luck with everything. Thanks, Justin. Thanks a lot. Take care, guys. All right, dude. Bye. Good luck. Later. There he goes. There's Justin Johnson. Yeah. What a thoughtful and uh, interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. What a yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. That's the guy. He's I, I, good. I like instrumental because I can play that in the classroom. You know, the words are distracting. So I'll be. Maybe I'll put Justin Johnson in my rotation back in the art class. Yeah, put it on there. Put it on the I art like, class. Like you know, I would. Today. I would like to paint to that kind of music. It's soothing. It's soothing. I don't know if this is the right video. He sent me songs, but he sent the. Tommy sent them to me in the middle of the show, so I couldn't download them. So I got to like try to see if I could just do a. Uh, you to be able to oh, yeah, so I think this is it. good so far. Yeah, so this is Justin and his. Uh, this lo- yeah. is a shovel guitar. It looks more like a spade shovel. though, in my opinion. And uh, let's, yeah, let's it looks. Like, how many strings? Are, it looks like just two strings. Just so, two. I think no, there's two three. on the other side. Three. Three. Four. Three. Uh, there's four. Oh, maybe there, there's two. This tuners is like the Ryan there. game. What's the answer? I don't know. Maybe there's two, two, there's two on each side. One on the bottom. Pat's hat. Pat is so done. You okay, Pat? I'm gonna go home when we go to break. Don't leave yet. I don't feel well. Don't leave yet. No, seriously, I don't feel well. Pat's not feeling well. So here we go. Here's Justin Johnson cranking up the three string three string shovel guitar. It says it right there. Three string three string spade. He's good, man. I like that guy. One day I will figure out how to use the computer, and we will be on the road. We'll be back after these words. Radio, nope.
with Consumer Be Consumed featuring Mike D. I don't know if you're paying attention there. That's, the, I think, the only thing Mike Just D has done. Sorry. Just in case you didn't catch it. I think the only thing Mike D has done since uh, the Beastie Boys I dissolved. No. So uh, we're always happy to see Mike D get out there and, uh, and uh, spit a verse, as the kids say. We're back live from the bronze. So that's, yeah. uh, those recordings are coming out just now? This is Mike D? Uh, I think it's pretty recent, yeah. Wow, and he's he, he just doing vocals, or is he playing something? No, it's a band called Slaves, and uh, I was watching their other YouTube stuff. I kind of dig these guys, yeah. and uh, they're British, I suppose. And there's uh, Mike D. Uh, probably asked them, and he did a did a did a verse. I think it's probably the extent of that. Oh, just like a cameo. yeah, like a guest uh, cameo, a guest appearance. verse. Yeah, in the in the hip hop world, oh. Oh. featuring oh. FT Mike D. You you throw him in, in the mix. So Mike, yeah. D, it's, it's nice to see Mike yeah. back in the MIX. Back in the hardcore vein. He's, he's back to his roots. He didn't I'm ha- digging he didn't, that band, Slaves. He didn't have to do it. He did it because he liked it. I, I like to see, you know, in the ad rock thing, of course, that's how we found out about Champagne Jerry. Right. Hairdo and I are always combing the uh, internet for new <laughs> Beastie Boys material. And uh, we're happy to be back from live. What are we on? Live from the Barrage on Radio Nope. I'm here with Ryan. Pat has left. He ran out of here. Pat has had enough. He's had what, a headache or something. What did uh, you say to him, Ryan? Uh, <laughs> I had some choice words for Pat. Yeah. He, he felt a little discouraged. Pat had his head in his hands. He wasn't feeling well. Uh, he <laughs> well, smoked in four days, and he smoked a cigarette. He took one look at Cassius, and he's like, "What the heck?" And he just like ran out of here. Uh, Cassius, uh, we're here with Cassius from Bedsty, and Mario's here, of course. Tommy Rockstar still not here. Cassius, M-I-A. thank you, thank you very much for joining us. I'm sorry you showed up right at the beginning of the interview. We didn't get a chance to talk to you yet, but uh, we have that chance. In the present, right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Is there, uh, what do you want to say, <laughs> <laughs> Cassius? Uh, you, you're, you're like kind of a. Is it fair to say you're like a podcast kind of geek or like not a geek, but a podcast connoisseur? Aficionado. Like you're, you're into them. You're into listening and you're yeah, into yeah. calling into these shows. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, Dave yeah, Hill's got it. What's the, the name of Dave Hill's podcast? <laughs> well, no, this is his. Uh, every Monday night show on WFMU. Oh, yeah. He's got a real show. I forgot right. about that. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody asks him to come down and get on yeah, the Yeah, he's actually on the radio. <laughs> and we had that guy on. He was a wet blanket. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, now, I, guess, yeah, I guess he used to do a podcast. I never really listened to it. But right. yeah, he has a show every Monday night. Nine, he took over PM. the... He, he, filled, he took the best show's slot when the best show left. Right. Right. That's Big shoes to fill. Right. Right. So, you know, I drive a cab, I drive a yellow cab at NYC, and I used to... You do? Yeah. You drive a yellow cab? Yeah. No way. Yeah. What, do you split the medallion? What's the deal? You rent it? 
No, just you know, just uh, drive for the the garages, the various right. garages. Okay. Let Where do you them, go? Forty Second Street by the Javits Center over there. Pick up the pick up the right. <laughs> no. Oh. No, you know, I live near the G train, so I take it up into LIC, and you know, there's a, a whole slew of garages there. Thank God. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, my dad was a cab driver too for a little while, New York City cab driver. That's why he drives with two feet. Has has Uber killed the, the yellow cab industry in the city? I'm like, Dad, why do you drive with two feet? He's like, I, I drove a cab for like how, a couple of years how, in the city. I oh, drive a couple, with two couple years. Yeah, I mean, this is we're talking like your it was dad used to drive with, uh, like back in the days classic. of the Flintstones. <laughs> he used both feet. <laughs> My dad did a lot of things. He was a hairdresser. He made wigs. He was a cab driver. He was a That's laborer. Funny. He was a steel worker. He, wow, he's done it all. He's done from it all. the from the, from the fruity. <laughs> the, the fruity uh, jobs hairdresser. Yeah, to, uh, it's so the most weird. Macho. Yeah, we always kind of broke his balls about that, and because he's Mister Sonny, you know, because they call you by your first name, even though his name's John. But wow. Everyone in the neighborhood called him Sonny because uh, he was his mom's Sonny boy. Sonny. My my father was oh, a Navy barber in the army. as well. He's, oh. he's done it all. He's done it all. He used to sell milk crates at the parade for five cents, <laughs> so people could stand and see what the fuck was going on. He's a, he's a real entrepreneur. This <laughs> yeah. guy. Oh man, back Newer. in that neighborhood, they used to they used to hustle, man. They were out there hustling every day. Uh, my kids were like fifteen. My dad at fifteen was like trying to join the navy. He had already lived the life of a forty five year old man. <laughs> He was, he was that kid that was drilling holes in the outfield fence so he can watch the baseball game for free, right? No, he was. Probably, he didn't care about baseball. He was drilling holes for other people so he could right. charge them sell, a quarter. Sell the holes. <laughs> yeah, sell the holes. Yo, on. step on up. Hey, that's my hole. <laughs> this is my territory. Get away from my hole. Why the life that dad of yours left? Oh, he's got stories, man. I got to get that dude on the air one day. I remember you were talking. As long he, as he doesn't use this platform to uh, you wait found until after the advance election. his Trump agenda, which... <laughs> Which he is now, for some reason. I remember you were, you were talking when you found your dad and mom's letters, and they're like, uh, she's blaming him for being oh, just man. like you are I now. I hope they don't listen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I like, think. all you do is drink beer and uh, fish. And fish. And like, oh, that's you now, John. What's wrong with doing that? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> where, where do they live, John? Uh, my parents uh, right moved upstairs. out to... Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, my parents right moved to... Right outside the door. Uh, hey, keep it down down there, Johnny! Long Beach, Long Island is where they live now. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Which is, uh, you know. Right by the that, water where you fish. Let's hope that hurricane goes out. <laughs> yeah, I guess my dad won because he still fishes every day and drinks beer. <laughs> He's he been, he, he went through Sandy. He's out there fishing and these guys come along looking for people who are drinking. And he stands in the water and goes, I'm, I'm a, you have no jurisdiction. I'm in international water. <laughs> and they just, they're, they're <laughs> like, he, he, he's like Mario in a way where like they just don't want to deal with him anymore. And they're like, fine, you're in international water. That's right. Water. Spin the wheel. Get your Piazza jersey. <laughs> get out of here. You're in for an earful <laughs> if you say no. Exactly. It's just, it's just too much trouble to deal yeah. with the man. He will fight you t oh, tooth and nail to the end. He will, he will go to court. You, he doesn't care. You came home with oh, that. So just, just like Trump. You yeah, came exactly. home. Speaking of which, you came home with that Donald Trump board game. Six times you went over there, and he insisted you take it home. He Finally, you just take you just took it home. This was way before the uh, Trump was, you know, a presidential he was, candidate. He was only hinting at that time. I, I, you know, now I kind of feel bad about it. I want to find it because I want to play Trump the game. It's still in the plastic, though. Maybe I can get a couple. Yeah, you bucks know, there's for a it. hidden message in there somewhere, <sighs> don't you? <laughs> My dad was always a Democratic voter because he was a union guy his whole life. But he did have the Trump books. I remember back in like the late '80s and early Ooh. '90s. Yeah, he did read those. Yeah, Weird. Well, for some reason, he admired Trump. Listen, I always followed him on reality TV, and that's why I knew he would never make it as president, because I know, th I know the real him. He just can't stop himself. 
I don't see any any way. I mean, it would be fun because then we could have keep a, saying every a step Trump the presidency way. would mean yeah, an then, artistic and cultural revolution like yeah, we've never then, seen before. Then half the country is saying to themselves, well, it's still not Hillary. And no, so that's the man cannot control himself. And he, I've seen but, I yeah, watched yeah, no a, a lot of people are loving that, though. Right. Yeah. That's their thing. You're not yeah, going to sway his, a, a per- his unhingedness. You're not going to sway you a person who decided that for Trump. The greater America is for common uh, sense. You yeah. just no. have to believe it. Otherwise, it's like no. just pack it up. I'm getting in that RV with Justin headed for Canada. I'm out of here. <laughs> Cassius, tell me about driving a cab. Is Uber <laughs> killed? Has Uber killed the yellow cab business in New York? No. What's the story? What's your point of view? Well, you know, it's it's not just. Uh, Uber, it's the other, you know, the other. there's uh, four other companies. There's uh, Lyft, Get, Juno, yeah, Via. You know, so can't what's even, it done? Keep, you know, they're, they're, they've stolen like 40, 45% of our business. What's your shift? Uh, you start about 4.30 or 5 in the... the Afternoon? Yeah, yeah, the evening, right. early evening. What time, you, uh, what time do you knock off? Well... You're you're going. You're paying for a twelve-hour rental of the cab. How much does that cost? About uh, averages about one thirty. It changes. It costs you one hundred thirty dollars just to rent the car. Yeah. Oh, That's about yeah, eleven fifty an hour. That's not bad. <laughs> I, no, I, I never cost, even thought it, of breaking it, it down. Cost him <laughs> that. How do you know that offhand? You. <laughs> I'm like the rain man of numbers, you man. You can't remember your, your wife's name. <laughs> uh, I used to play darts a lot. When you play darts, you got to figure out the outs right away. Oh, 62, that's uh, triple 20, d- double one. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're going, when you work in the night shift, you're going until you, you basically fall asleep in the car. You're not, you're not really able to go the full, you, can, you can't freaking drive until 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. And and then you just get so tired, and there's you know there's really. Why don't you pair up with someone? Yeah, get an old lady and a shovel guitar. You'd be driving for twenty four <laughs> hours in a row. Yeah, one guy does one half, and the other guy does the other half. What no? the fuck are you talking you know, about? Professor, pair up, professor, pair up with somebody. Professor, can I, can I there's get? No, a... There's no dual. Professor finger sniff on the chat box. Yeah. You laugh that I say that Mario can't remember his wife's name, and I I wish I was kidding. And it's Elaine. Really Elaine two. Everybody knows the name. What's my she wife's name? Colette. Uh, what? <laughs> Colette. Yeah, exactly. Claudette. See, he can't remember. He has to number his art students. So uh, when are you going to buy your own medallion? The thing costs like a million bucks. No, yeah. no, no. It used to cost that much. And, you know, because of That's Uber and all the now. others. The prices dropped. Yeah. They, Supply and demand. What, what does a medallion cost nowadays? It's, it's around like 400. 400 yeah, <laughs> 400 grand. I, oh, I'm not oh, even grand? sure. but That's, That's a, a huge drop. Yeah, yeah. You That's know, those, a big those, investment. Those people are really suffering. There were all sorts of people who were uh, now, you, making a good middle class. Are living. you like in a union? Is this part? Are you part of the cab drivers there's, union or just as no, the owner? There's no unions allowed in the city for yeah. There's the taxi and limousine commission. Which, TLC isn't which, that? That's, that's not a union. It protects. It's, that's like the DMV of all oh, the I four hire drivers in the five so boroughs. There's no union. Yeah, you got that guy Mateo. So like, so let's say uh, Fernando Mateo uh, sees that. <laughs> Cassius sideswipes some old lady. He'll come out and be like, it's not his fault. I see people waiting. He acts kind of as a union uh, leader in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's another thing called the the Taxi Alliance of New York. They're they're kind of like, yeah, they try to pretend they're like a union, but they they don't really wield much power. There's a a radio show, Dave Um, the Hack. Shut up. 
<laughs> you ever been in an accident? Yeah, there's that the Dave guys on the AM. Yeah, he knows Sunday, what I'm talking about. This Sunday is for real. Nights. I'm turned off. Because I'm... <laughs> I'm asking questions, and, and before you can answer, you ask another question. Check one, two. <laughs> You're back on. Did you ever get into an accident? Um, <clears throat> what, what, what do I want to divulge on the air? Ah, no one's listening to this shit. Uh, I, I, I got into a, a huge, uh, huge problem last year, like September of last year, where this, this uh, young black girl, like a black teenage girl, she looked like she was a young black woman because she was kind of heavy set a little bit. And then she got in the cab and, and she said she was from Jersey. She got in in like Times Square. She wanted to go to uh, like uh, Dumbo area. She said she was visiting her mom. Okay. And then we, and then I, and then there she, was an incident. She, yeah. It, it, it's very involved. There's all sorts of details, but she, she didn't even know how to take a cab. It turns out she was just like a teenager who maybe had never visited the city at yeah, all. Ever. First time in the big city. And, and then we get to the end of the cab ride and she didn't want to pay the full amount. She wanted to just kind of open the door and take off. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, what are you doing? You know what? You can't just leave. And she's like, you're not going to let me go for being short this like a dollar or something like no no you can't can't, you can't just take off we're we're only human we can't the drivers can't handle this disrespect of like you know you don't just step up to a store cash register and just throw your amount of money that you decide you're going to pay them and just try to walk out yeah we understand how things how money works and sometimes i do that Sure. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm not paying two dollars, three dollars for this slice or that hot dog. No. Four dollars. I'm like, you can't charge four dollars for a, sli- a hot dog and four dollars for a hamburger. It's unethical. The hot dog has always been the cheaper alternative to the hamburger. It's like ridiculous. I paid three dollars, and, and, and then they end up making you pay whatever. No, I they've pay, decided I three, and I you pay four bucks for the hot dog. That's just unethical. The hamburger is always slightly more okay, than the hot Mario, dog. Okay, Mario, we get it. Let, get let it. our guest talk. All right, so what happened to this girl? That She, she didn't flee. She was a dollar short. Come on. Come. I told her, you know, th- there was a police precinct on, you know, I, kn- I know where it is on Tillery. It's right by there. It's like, you know, you can't, just, you can't just get out. You can't try to get out without even asking me if you can pay a little less. She, you can't kidnap a person and drive them to the police precinct, dude. <laughs> That is not. Shut up! Shut up! That's John. Out. Shut up! I was like, <laughs> well, let's just go that. to the let's go to the precinct and we'll ask them what they think we should do. She's like, all right, let's go. My cousin works over there. Let, let's. She starts yelling at me, and I start driving over to the precinct, and I guess I called her bluff. She starts freaking out. She starts yelling. She opens up both of the. Uh, yeah, now you're in for kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> she opens up both of the minivan doors. Right. As I'm driving, she's like, you. She's like, I'm, I'm recording you right now. She's holding up her smartphone. I, I didn't, I didn't give a shit. I wasn't speeding, and I, w- I was just trying to go to the cops to like settle this. And and uh, I came, kind of had to come to a stop so that both the doors come slamming shut. And and so she realizes this is not going to get anywhere. I, you know, so I keep driving, and then I had to stop at a stoplight. And then she, so she jumps out, and she, she's like, I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops. I'm like, you know, this is completely right. ironic because we're like two or three blocks right, away from the precinct. Right, that just seems to be the problem just <laughs> at the start of all this. Right. <laughs> and so she stands stands in front of my cab. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm calling the cops, yelling and screaming. 
And, you know, I didn't try to get out and chase after her. I was like, you know, once you get out, yeah. we're done. Like, we're, we're done here. What are, you, what are you doing? You're blocking me from driving forward. You know, there's a, there was a median to my left. There, was, there were cars parked to my right. I couldn't move. So I, start, I started, I just moved up real slow just to try to get her to move over. And she, th she, she throws herself on the hood of the cab. Oh, no. And she's screaming and she's like cackling like as if, you know, like what, to say, what are you going to do now? You know, and she's, and so I'm like, well, you want to you wanna act like an idiot? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, I'm going to head, continue on to the precinct real slow. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, so the, <laughs> this is what I started doing, and, and, and you know, there's there's all these people on the sidewalk, like all of a sudden getting emotionally involved in what's going on, and and they see this <laughs> this young woman on the hood of the ca cab. They don't know what the hell's going on. They don't know that she's refused to pay me the full fare, and uh, she thought she you, you, they thought she was in a white snake video. <laughs> <laughs> they well, they see you know they're they're all most. Uh, you know, like all of them are all black folks on the sidewalk. They see a, a white guy driving the cab, this young black teenage girl throwing a fit. You know, they must think I've got her baby trapped inside or something. And anyway, I at a certain point, I I I, start, I, I go forward a little ways, and then there's that's another, a hell of a thing to red leap light. to, friends. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to tell us about a car accident that you got fucking involved in. What the hell's going on here? This is even better. It's a kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> you so know, uh, had, for, for those of you who uh, who uh, lost the broadcast stream there for a second, um, Cassius uh, is on the run. He's ki He kidnapped a woman. She got out of the car at the precinct and started dancing around the hood. He's got her baby in the backseat. <laughs> he stole so her baby. So the cops you know, eventually show up. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know this. The, the cops the, like the crowd I of people on so the sidewalk. So don't care about like a cab fare, right? The, well, they care when you know. I, I guess people on the sidewalk were calling them, saying there's a, <laughs> there's a girl riding on the hood of this guy's cab. And you're you're still driving. Well, I'm I'm going real slow. <laughs> I, I had to, I had to stop at a red light, and then all these people <laughs> are on stop the at sidewalk. Stop at Seven Eleven for cigarettes. She's still on the on the hood. She actually, when I stopped, she got off. And she's yelling, and you know she's on the phone some more. But then all these people are on the sidewalk. They like surround the my cab, and they're like, "There's now they're pounding on the windows. They're like you, you've got to get out. You know, like, get out, get the hell out of there." Like, all black folks, like, why yeah, they, like why that, are they telling you to get out? So you're feeling well threatened. because because they they, they knew she had the called the cops, oh, and they were convinced that I was, you know, guilty of some horrible. You know, they didn't know what the hell was going on. They just see her on right. the hood screaming and yelling. And so they assume the worst about me, and rightfully so. <laughs> they're they're literally pounding on the windows. They're just about to break the windows, and she's then she gets back on the hood. Oh yeah, because the light turned green. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she did that, because then they know. Then at that point, they all knew that you were just trying to get uh, to deal with all this. <laughs> Where does this all end, Cassius? Well, I I I just. I'm determined to keep heading towards the precinct, and she's determined to stay on the hood. And she stays on, and, uh, you know, I'm driving, and some of the crowd are, like, running after the, ca the, the car. Excuse me. Hold on one second. I call my son. <laughs> are you getting all this? Hello. Aiden? Yeah? Are you in the Xbox? No. 
Is your brother on the Xbox? No. Why? I'm just worrying, worrying about the, uh, you know, I'm trying to do a radio show and it keeps cutting in and out. <laughs> How's everything going? You okay? Yeah. You're running for uh, a class uh, treasurer? Yep. And you don't think you're going to win? No. Why not? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think you're going to win. You better step it okay. up. All right? All right. I love you. Hey, take bye. care, Aiden. All right, bye. Say hi to Kevin. He my, can't hear you. My, my son, Aiden, who says he's not on the Xbox. So, <laughs> so why are we dropping in and out? I don't, I don't know. It's not. It's the app. It's not the. It's not the. Uh... It's not Cash's excruciating Man. Norm McDonald like story. Listen, people are loving this story. <laughs> they think it's the best story ever. When it cuts right. in and out, it adds to the suspense. All right. So what's? How did this story end? Oh, uh, how does it end? You forgot the end. I get, get by the precinct, and uh, well, it's such a, such an in, long, involved story. At one point, she's chasing after the cab. Um, I, I got you know she got off at a certain point. I got a block away from her, and she then, but then she ran after the cab and caught up again and got back on the hood. And then I I I, I didn't know what the hell to do. I kept driving a little bit further, and then and then cops were you know swarming around the whole scene and uh, and then she so, started she started crying you know it, oh, it, it looked really horrible she had you know she was did all you, like did you step out of the cab and, and and throw your hands in the air like a real new york and go here come the waterworks <laughs> <laughs> I, I i didn't think of doing that <laughs> no. i wish i would have you should you got to get out and go here come the waterworks so once here we go once the authorities arrived, how was it resolved? Uh, I was arrested. <laughs> wow, oh, surprise. That is a good story. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, I couldn't work for like You drove to the half. precinct to, to call the cops and they arrested you. <laughs> yeah, you know, imagine that. The, the iron, I don't mean to laugh. And yeah, you, you know, it looked it looked really horrible well, in her favor, where she's crying. You were and, driving with somebody on your hood. That's probably, you probably not. Stop that's yeah. where you should just say, say, stay there and wait for them. Yeah, to show but I mean, the, so, well, let you them know, sort it out. You know, get the hell off of my car. I need to get back to work. You're <laughs> already out of the car, and you got away with not paying the full fare and not tipping me anything. Did you try popping the hood and and have a <laughs> catapulter like in the movies? <laughs> Wee. Because <laughs> in the movies, every every hood is spring loaded with like a hundred pounds of fresh. Right, right. Uh, very good. I hope uh, they didn't screw up your life too bad. Were you charged with anything, or would they just let you go and said, uh, "Hey, don't 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 be a dick." Uh, <laughs> is this still ongoing? No, in no, this no. Case, okay. I, I was charged. Are with, you under a gag order? What were you charged? She with? <laughs> was charged with I'd multiple I'd things. I'd rather not talk about menacing, it. criminal you know, mischief. Uh, Endangering the endanger. What is it? Uh, yeah, reckless endangerment. Reckless endangerment. That's, That's right. Driving with somebody on the. That you was know, the main charge. I pick up my daughter. And did, did you get it dismissed? Well, the thing was, <laughs> she never gave her real name or any part of her ID to right. anyone that she talked to. Right. So, like to this day, nobody knows. You know, the DA could never get a hold of her. I oh, think. Well, I then think you're she, off, right? If I mean, if the, you have no witness, well, you have witnesses, but the the, per, the the victim doesn't exist, right? You know, I still had to wait like a month and a half for the DA to make a decision. Mm -hmm. You know, I couldn't work at all. Oh man, have you learned really not horrible. to fucking care about a dollar? Come next time that happens, come <laughs> over here. I'll give you two dollars. All right? Minute. How much was bail? <laughs> 
How much? How much was bail? No, I, I didn't. No I didn't bail. have to go through any of that. But I thought you got arrested. Yeah, they don't set bail for everybody. Yeah. Well, almost. I, I got really lucky. I got a really good public defender uh, who was real aggressive. He was like yelling in my favor at the, you know, in the court. Like immediately, he was just completely on my side. He was right. like, she, you know, she. He was like, this twenty-five dollar ride. You know, it's not really that. It's like a twenty-eight, twenty-nine dollar ride with a tip. You know, she wasn't even tipping you. Like. You know, he was completely on He's my on. side right off the bat. Did yeah. you have to spend the night in the slammer there? Did you have to? Oh, did you, did uh, just release yeah, yeah. You? yeah. Did they yeah. give you food? Did you get food? Well, you know, you get... A you know, bologna sandwich? Yeah. You fish, get the fish horrible fish bologna sticks. sandwich and, yeah. and this weird uh, warm milk. And, and what they do with your cab? You just threw it in a pound, right? They yeah, they, they impounded it. Oh, Man. did you have to pay the cab now, the, the cab company, like for the impound shit and the, the, the time right. lost? No, no. Uh, you, you know, I I actually just went back to them a few days ago. I haven't been able to work for them since then. The insurance company that they use wouldn't let me work for them again. But then I, I had to go back a few days ago to. They, I learned that there was we were due some money back to us, all cabbies from some other kind of uh, TLC matter, and so I had to. I went back there and. The, on the, I saw on the screen with my uh, my name and my hack that they they think I owe them like two hundred seventy dollars for impound fees because yeah the car was held as evidence it was held at the police precinct ouch for a while and then and then it went to like an impound lot hmm. but you know I <laughs> <laughs> breaking news from Tommy Rockstar <laughs> well Cassius that's an amazing story I can't. That's that's something else. I when I asked you if you're a cab driver, did not expect that at all. No. See, and Mario tried to step over my "Have you ever been in an accident?" question and see what it was. See what happens, Mario. This is the most long-winded, boring-ass story I ever heard. People on the chat box <laughs> love boring it. Ass. I enjoyed it. The audience is the audience loved Kudos it. Kudos to you, Mr. Cassius. It's I have amazing. Break, breaking news from Tommy Rockstar. Sorry, craziness at Home Depot on my way. <laughs> you know he's a builder of a cabin. He up there called state. me. He said he was at Home Depot three hours ago. It's craziness at Home Depot. It's not. He's not upstate. He's he's driving this shit to Long Island. He's, he's almost here. I will uh, defend him in, in some ways. That if you go to Home Depot for like a, a screw, you're there for an hour. Does anybody not work here? Does anybody work here? I told you about the time I was yelling at a guy in Home Depot. Uh, I said, "What are you deaf?" Because the employee kept ignoring me. And finally, I tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around, and he had a, a, a hearing aid, and he was deaf. <laughs> that makes you the bad yeah. guy. I swear yeah. to God, that really happened. I felt so oh, bad. Oh, listen, I have a question. I don't think he heard me, though, so I don't feel so bad. You can easily have a big kind of problem or meltdown at, at Home Depot and all those places like that. Yeah. Horrible uh, service. No oh, one's yeah. around to help you. BJ's. Even Even if you do find someone, it's it's... Lackluster, uh, passive aggressive. Once in a while, you'll find some old guy service. that retired that used to like be a, like a woodman or uh, some sort of woodman, <laughs> whatever. But they're like you can tell they're back in the job. Like Canadian lumberjack. You go out to Home Depot, not in Queens. You go out more to Long Island. I'm looking for a woodman. I need to install it. <laughs> and he's like they're really house. good. They're My dad keen. used to watch they're the like woodman. Handyman, handyman. A woodworker, woodman. a woodman, a woodworker, woodworker. <laughs> starring uh, Rock Hudson. Crafts, woodman was my favorite uh, uh, <laughs> custodian on Good Times. A craftsperson. <laughs> Listen, I have a question. It reminded me. Oh, when, damn it, Woodman! I, when Cassius was talking Get about out of your Buffalo, but uh, I'll hold off. But yeah, I, I have an important question. 
Cassius was talking about this girl on his hood. <laughs> every Friday, when I pick up, pick up my daughter, we have this little thing when the bus stop is a block and a half from the house. And I just wait there. And when the bus comes, she gets in the car. She likes to stick, stand up in the sunroof and kind of just have her stand up while I drive down the hill and down around the corner. And then, like, she'll duck when the cars come in and stuff. And then, you know, sometimes I go a little bit up the hill a little bit just to give her, like, a roller coaster effect. Is this endangerment? Can I be arrested? This, this is your daughter you're talking about. Yeah, she's hanging out. She's hanging out. Well, the that's sunroof. A, congratulations. You've just taken the top spot of most boring story ever on the show. Thank you. <laughs> right. That might be the dumbest call, call of the year. <laughs> is that all right? You know, I wanted to kidnap her. They said, don't do it. Now everybody's right. doing it. Everyone's not doing it. Everyone's not kidnapping their old children. Yes, you can be arrested for that. That is horrible. All right, Why don't sir. you dress like a clown and, and kidnap oh. her, too, to add insult to injury? Clown sightings are happening. It's spreading like terrorism. I think this clown thing is, is made up. Like, people who do these videos, it's like a Blair Witch Project thing. The, the clown is in on it. My, uh, I don't know. My wife's school said they got a threat. My, of my course. Bosses, they, uh, anyone could use a phone. Both of my bosses, their kids' school was uh, on lockdown this week. I hope a clown comes in. I swear to fucking God, I hope I, I see a clown. I think that would be great. Well, we get one that comes in every week. I will break a clown's leg. Like, like somebody's like, oh, a clown's in the, in the end of the alley, and he turns at me with a knife. I pray that fucking moment happens, because I need to kill somebody. I need to beat the crap out of somebody. And if some <laughs> yeah. clown came out with me with a knife, it would be the best day of my life. I will right. stomp yeah, the Mario, fuck out of that clown, so and I will get fun. all my aggression out, and every, I will be a, an American hero. I'm Thank gonna, you. I'm going to go put on your McDonald's head and stand outside. Uh, That's what Boulevard. I was. Oh, I, I had that plan already. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This guy said this guy is standing there across the street with a knife, just looking at me, and I was really scared. I ran into my house. Who said I'm that? Like, I, I on an interview, like because I saw that clown sightings are on the rise. You're watching clown interviews on the on I'm the internet. I'm reading it. I'm reading it, and so. I'm like, just go inside and get like a big stick and come on out and say, come on, effing clown. You want to go at it? I'm sure the clown would run. What are you talking about? Oh, man. John's right. right. Hey, Why would you let a clown scare you? I am right. Ryan, do you have a game Kill for us this week? You want to play it now? Or yeah. Do you do crap or not crap? Or? Let's play the Ryan game. We're right. going to skip crap, not crap, because when Tommy shows up, he's going to do the, do oh, the yes. news, and we got uh, 45 minutes left, not even. Uh, Tommy should be walking in the door any second. I don't know. That's I can't. Uh, he did send the follow up saying I, almost there. I can't base my entire internet wait, wait, radio wait, career on this. Wait, that wait. means he's on the BQE. But what about what about the Kim Kardashian getting robbed? I don't yeah. have an opinion on that. I didn't read oh, the whole thing about hold on. it. Hold on, there is something about the story that fascinates that me. Fucking hilarious. That the the uh, they said that the gang it might the gang that robbed her might be this thirty year old gang of robbers uh, called the Pink Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they do is they, they steal from the rich it's, uh, at some point and whatnot. It's like that Seinfeld episode with the Herbert Hoovers. What was it? With the... Uh, the Mario, what, are you having a stroke? No, the Seinfeld <laughs> episode where George gets... Who was it? It was a presidential... Oh, yeah, that one? Yeah. <laughs> it was the, the the Madison gang or one of those presidents. Oh, you're lucky tonight, Mary. I got a game for you that you don't have to uh, dig deep. I will. I, it's, I will just, I, it's just yes or no. I that's will rule need. that game. I'm just. I'm to never stall. going to take a piss again. That was. I don't stall. even know what happens. I walk away from the show for 30 seconds. Not even. I Herbert kept, Hoover. What was the gang? <laughs> Somebody knows. Chat. Anyway, listen. Anytime. I I, anytime. I'm not interested in any. Anytime I see like Kim Kardashian, anything like that, I don't read that story. I. I, I, I don't. Yeah, care. but that, that's all the more reason to love the story. 
Sean. I guess. I don't know. I'm not. I just don't. I she, don't have. She's the, just I, so hateable. I could spend she's my so time fucking hateable. reading other things besides that. No, I, mean, I mean, I don't have a beef with her. Really, I don't care. Like, uh, you uh, don't. No, like, I mean, who cares? She's so fucking annoying. It's, a, it's she's a, the, the, so the, narcissistic. Someone else's life is uh, insignificant to me. I really I mean, never I, gave what, her an audience. Why should it bother me that she's, uh, you know, there's a self-involved person on TV? It doesn't really bother me because I don't watch it. I don't I'm read sorry. about it. I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh man. I didn't even Doesn't know piss me off that, that much because no, I don't. I mean, story I don't so want to waste hilarious. my energy being mad they, at they something got, stupid. They got over ten million dollars worth of jewelry from her. Yeah, it's crazy. It's great, right? That's great. Huge. What a haul! Yes, huge haul. What kind of cab were you driving during this caper? <laughs> was it a green cab? <laughs> this was in <laughs> France, mind you. Oh, okay. I didn't even know something happened to them. You know, that's bullshit because green cabs aren't allowed to go to France. They're only allowed to stay in the five boroughs. I know a little thing about Kim Kardashian. So the outer borough. The outer boroughs, yeah. Play me in, John. All right, Ryan. Here's uh, Ryan. It's the Ryan game, everybody. Let's do this. And now, from a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play the Ryan game. Where we expose... When I clap, everyone else clap. They really are. Here's your host... Ryan Collison. Let's move on with the game. Come on. Uh, Carlin Reese saying it's called the Van Buren Boys. It is the Van Buren Boys. It's the old chicken gang. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. And Ryan, what's the game this week? Every week, Ryan comes up with a game. We have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, let's, play it on. Let's play the Fang game again. Yeah, it's the jo- Joanna Fang game. This is the last time we played. It was the Jonathan Fang game. That's right. Joanna Fang is a uh, uh, wonderful woman. She my, works with Ryan. My associate, Ms. Fang. Ms. Fang. Is that what uh, uh, she uh, good, says good, is acceptable? Good pal of mine. Uh, Miss Fang, of course, we yes, support sir. her. Has gone through the transition. Little, little shout out to Mama Fang, who's in town tonight. Nice. I hung out with her when I was in L.A. Uh, last month, and uh, she's a real cool lady. You know, it must be tough for uh, Joanna Fang. I don't know. You know, she, you have a traditional, I guess, Chinese parents, and uh, they're from China, right? I would assume. They're or actually they, from Taiwan. Are uh, they from Taiwan? Oh, yeah. Okay, they're Taiwanese. So they were born in Taiwan, and they came over here. I would assume. Right. And then. Uh, you know, you sure. have you have this uh, son who transitions into a woman, and there's uh, Mama Fang supporting her at the Emmys and everything. It's it's nice to see. Right. Uh, I, I I I'm talking I'm talking about Fang right now. He she told me his crazy story about it. This is I'll make it quick. But uh, uh, her grandfather was uh, in uh, Taiwan during World War II, and. Uh, the Jap- he was a doctor, and basically the Japanese just scooped him up and said, all right, we're putting you on a boat. We're going to put you on a medical boat, and uh, you know, you're going to be working for a hospital at sea. And During the war? During the war. Wow. This is going on for months. Uh, the, the, boat that, the medical boat they were on was uh, attacked by the U.S. and sunk. Oh, man. And the person that gave the order for it to be attacked was John McCain, uh, John McCain, uh, John McCain Sr. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so uh, uh, the family thought he was dead. Turns out he was on an island hospital for months and all of a sudden came home one day and like everybody's like, holy shit, you're alive. Oh, man. Like after a year of who like, controlled the no island? idea what happened. Who He'd... controlled the island hospital? The Japanese or the allies? I, or, you know? I believe it was. I, I believe it was the Japanese. I don't I really I really don't remember that part. Actually, it might have been the allies. I'm thinking about it. I think he might have been in Australia or New Zealand at right. that point. 
Tommy's here. And Tommy's welcome, boy, here. Tommy. Just in time to play the game, Tommy. Tommy, we're playing the fang. We're playing the fang game. Uh, Tommy. Tommy Rockstar showing up. I'm going to be a little late. It's 11 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, thank you, everyone. But still, we're happy to see you. And we're about to play the Ryan game, so, Tommy. You we can't interrupt with a big story. But after the game, we'll talk. Yeah, that was perfect time. How was your trip to the lumberyard? I lied. I got to ask. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm so sorry I'm late. No, it's okay. No problem, man. It's all right. Is you missed absolutely nothing. Did is, I? Your, is your dad okay? My dad's fine. Everything's fine. I uh, I went to the fucking Home Depot. It took me five hours. I got 500 pounds of lumber strapped to my roof. Are you gonna buy by yourself? You're going to build a box? Why did you go to Home Depot by yourself knowing that you have to pick up all this wood? Who's going to help this maniac? Yeah, pick pick up a guy off the street and go give him uh, 100 bucks. Yeah. No, they actually showed like a little tiny lady in her 60s helped me lift like all that lumber on my car. <laughs> I they have guys uh, outside. Cassius is out of work. He uh, he, he no, would have no, 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 helped no. you. That was, that was last year. Uh, yeah, you, I was going to say, who the hell is this guy? What's up, Cassius? Cassius from bed Did you picture us. him looking like this? I, didn't, I had nothing. I didn't. By the way, thank you for setting up that interview. It went great. The guy yeah. was awesome. He was cool, right? Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was fantastic. Good. Thank you, thank you, Tom. Very intelligent. Uh, uh, seemed seasoned, a seasoned interviewee. Awesome. Yeah, he, exactly he, he, he called me right up like five minutes after I left the voicemail. And he's like, let's do it. Yeah, I know. He was great. He was great. Um, and uh, I'm assuming you were able to play some of his music? Yes. Great. I played, uh, I went out to, I, I figured it out. We are talking about Justin Johnson, our earlier guest. What a shovel amazing. player he is, huh? He is incredible. There's no one that plays a shovel <laughs> like him. <laughs> that was that was amazing. It's cool, right? Yeah, I, I gotta like thank that. Mike Upchurch for that because if it wasn't for Mike yeah. putting that up there, we never saw it. So thanks, right? Mike. Mike yeah. Upchurch, who has his own show, on Radio and and Nope, called the Hot Box. If you like, uh, look that up. If you like doom metal and heavy jams, because that guy uh, he brings it. Thank you. Doom heavy jams. Heavy jams. Uh, all right, let's play so, the game without yeah. further ado. Tommy, you know how this works, right? We're Cassius? playing the fang game. No. Let me all explain right. it to, fa uh, to Cassius. Uh, fang, fang is my associate from work. Uh, also an Emmy winner. Uh, very at a very young age, 25 years old. Uh, being that Fang is 25 years old, uh, we we call them millennials apparently. And uh, unfortunately, this, they exist. What we what we explore in this game is um, what Fang would uh, knows compared to uh, people of our generation uh, and and whereabouts. I love this game. Yeah. So um, we're always surprised to know, to find out what Fang knows, and and sometimes surprised to find out what Fang doesn't know. I think Fang had questions wrong about uh, the Brady Bunch, wasn't able to name the oldest Brady Bunch member or something about Gilligan's Island, something like that. Yeah, right. But, you know. Pop culture things that we would know and uh, Miss right. Fang would but have then, no idea. Then you'll throw a 1980s hip hop at her and she'll know the answer. Right. Not right. to hint at any. And she's, she's Taiwanese, Taiwanese right? She's Taiwanese. Yes. Taiwanese. And, right. and well, she's Emmy American. Award winning? Yeah. As the gong goes, right? We uh, uh, we work together, and uh, we uh, we do Foley for film, television, oh, and commercial. Okay. Right. So um, try to keep up with the, the show instead of calling Dave Hill and bothering him. What's wrong? <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Fang recently <laughs> became Mrs. Fang. She was Mr. Fang. Uh, all right, we went through that already. Ryan, what's the oh. game? Well, he okay. wants to know if he's Taiwanese. How about this? She used to be a man. <laughs> we just <laughs> talked about it for fifteen minutes. I think it was. No, no I, I didn't know that. Oh, See sorry. that? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know she was a tranny. Does anyone listen? A fucking tranny? Don't say that, my hey, friend. Hey. I'll kick you right off this show. Uh -oh. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's don't, right, Cassius. That's no wonder uh, uh, Tom Sharpling hangs up on you. <laughs> you don't say those words here, sir. Oh, my God. No, you can you. say them, but don't say them about Mrs. Fang, damn it. Well, technically married, she's not married, so it'll be Ms. Fang. Ms. No, seriously, I don't want to hear the word tranny ever on the show ever. Thank How you. about when PC, my... PC rules over No, no, it's not PC. It's called being a fucking human being. How about when I'm referring to my car, sir? Toad stiff, dude. Toad stiff. All right. Let's play the game. Thank you. Here's the game. All right. Question number one. 
Who coined the term? <laughs> who coined the term? Too legit to quit. Did Fang know the answer to this? Or Does not? Miss Fang know the answer to who coined the term "too legit to quit"? We're I'm going, keeping right, score. We, we all know that right. it's MC Hammer sure. is the answer. You have to know. Does you do you think Ms. Fang knows this? She's 25, right? Yes. How old are you? Ex male. How old are you? Mid 40s. All right. So yeah, does she know this? You want to go first? Too legit to quit. Does she know it or not? No, no, I don't think she does. I like Mario as the assistant mm. questioner. This I is like tough, that. man. This is I tough. I just want to get him on board there. Lockdown. Um, I'm going to go with uh, she does not know it. Okay, so two people say does not know. Mario? I will say she doesn't know it. Does not? John? Uh, I'll say she knows. I don't know why. I think there's some kind of a... You're trying to get an early one-point Playing the lead. numbers. I'm trying to get... A, yeah, I'm playing the numbers, and I also think that maybe uh, Miss Fang, uh, too legit to quit MC Hammer, maybe transcends uh, decades in a way. Like, like it's like... You know the happy birthday song. Yeah, I don't want to hear transcends on this radio show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Transcenders. All right, let's see. What I say Miss Fang knows. Let's see what Fang has to say. And we gotta turn this up. Is this the one? Yeah, you plugged in. Yep. Should be ready to go. Too legit to quit. <laughs> That's got to be Flavor Flav. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, bang. God oh, damn bang. it. All right, so who got that right? Mario, keep it score? Yes, three Every, rights. Everyone got you it right. You know you played the numbers. Time. I didn't get it right. That was a bold move, John. And it was I a never, bold move. And I never told Fang uh, if she was right or wrong. Yeah. I, would, I would say you have to listen to the show to find out. She damn. was so sure about MC it, MC Hammers. That was what I was trying that to say. David J. David J. Gregg on the um, chat box saying, Har Hammer is ubiquitous. Is, that's what I was going for. Mm. Thank you. I was actually going to say that was the dude from uh, Two Lap Crew. I totally would have screwed that up. <laughs> yeah, when I, I, I saw what I said, we all know that's MC Hammer, Tom. He was like, ah. Yeah, but, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't have. All right. Yeah, I remember Question number two. Question number two. I asked, what is the name of the band that was fronted by Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> okay. What is the name of the band that was fronted by we Mark We have kind Wahlberg? of a cheesy hip-hop theme happening here. Yeah, I, I'm getting those out of the way early. Right. right. I, I have a variety. So we here, all though. know that the name of that band is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I did not know that. Okay. So I, that, I, I envy wait, was, Wasn't there another name for them? Uh, I think that's well. That is the popular name we're going to be going for here. Yeah. I think most people would. Agree. I think if he's close, we're all going to get. Yeah, it's, there may be some Samantha. Maybe he opened up for uh, you know the Vanilla Fudge back in the day. But. <laughs> Not to be confused with his brother Donnie Wahlberg of uh, New Kids, Kids on the Block. block. You're correct. So, oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh man, yeah. That's I, what it is. I can. All right, who goes? I don't know. Uh, you could go first. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go quickly. I say Miss Fang knows this. I All say right. I, you know I think everyone knows everything I know. That's my what problem. You, what do you think, Tom? I'm gonna double up with John and say he knows. All right, so uh, she knows. Two people saying no. I'm saying no. She doesn't. Does not know. I did not know it, so she should not. Well, know. you don't know anything. What was your what, what, what was no? Your so two no. no's and two yeses. Two no's to you. So we're gonna have some points here. Does Joanna There's Fang Mark know? Mark and the Funky Brunch. Yes. Oh, oh wait, she said brunch. Mark and the Funky Brunch. Bunch. Funky All right, bunch. we'll get we'll give it to her. She knows. Or she, to us. She give knows. it give it to everybody. Good job, Thank you. <laughs> Tommy's taking the early lead. <laughs> I've been to the Funky Brunch in uh, Bedford Stuy. <laughs> I'm in a brunch group about that. now that the uh, d the gentrification has been happening. Huh. Gentrification trance. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> so I got uh, uh, Mario. Long keep Toronto. the score. I got one right. Is all. Yes, I, I was all in. Okay. Tommy's got the lead with two. Wow. There she is. There you have it. She knew that. <laughs> All right. What uh, what's the name of the supergroup that performed the song Hunger Strike? Ooh. Oh, 
Well, no, no, no. She she doesn't know this. Nope. Cassius says no. Cassius says I don't no. know it, so I will go with no. I love this song. Oh man, this is tough. I I I'll, I'll throw a no in there. I don't think she knows Temple of the Dogs. Now, being that you've trained me in poker, Mario, I'm going to say she knows it because you've all said no. That's right. right. You will get. You I can, think the worst you answer. can do is stay tight. I think that '90s kind of a uh, grunge era is easy to miss if you're not paying attention. Is it wrong to say that I like this version better than the original version? <laughs> this is, is a Temple uh, of the Dog Harrison song Lincoln that we're yes. putting before her. Here's the answer. Of course, who she is uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Yes, <laughs> that is incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> so we all are and tied. The, the sad thing about this one, there's a sad story behind this. Fang knows the song, knows its Temple of the Dog, and did not know it was called Hunger Strike. Oh, wow. So that changes things. How could a 25-year-old? That's a famous no. song. Oh, Fang's, wow. a, Fang's an amazing guitar player. Very oh. good singer, too. Yeah. Oh, she's a musician. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, Metalhead, that too. That sheds a new light. It's on the table of the crowd. And it's on the brand of broken floppy. I'm going to hurt her. Flip floppy. Thank you. Flip flopping it. I'm sorry. I'm going to say something a little controversial on this show. I thought I wasn't allowed. Yeah. kind of like that song. I love that song. Wow. Everyone you, you knows know, you love everything. You know what's crazy is that those guys are reuniting to play Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And that's like their yeah. only single. And, and there's no Eddie Vedder. And there's no Eddie Vedder. Who so, wants that? Sounds like they need money. Show up for the deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, deep, nope. real deep. Right. One album. They'll sell it out, too. Because a bunch of student nods will go there. And yep. you'll see that audience is not, does not even care about it. It's the music. whole question number Pearl four. Jam crowd. Yeah. All right, so question number four we got. You think he's going to show up tonight? <laughs> who ran? I asked, I asked who ran for president in 1992 on the independent ticket grabbing almost 20% of the votes. I think the answer is Ross Perot. Well, you yeah. know that. We yeah, all know I, that. No, I just that's, yeah, that's, uh, Put it out there for No the judgment. Audience. No judgment on, you know, not Tommy knowing Tommy Rockstar. Got it. 92. You know? So, that would be, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm saying no. We don't have to answer it. I'm saying no. Okay, so we got one no. I'm going to say no as well. Oh, you know, Ms. Fang's kind of in tune politically a bit. I don't know, man. That's a long time ago, though. Bro. Yeah. 1992, she was probably like five or two or not she even was, born. Uh, she was one. One? Yes. Oh, Look at it. He ran the fucking numbers that fast again. <laughs> He's Give me my it. lighter. You took my lighter I'm never, again? I'm never no, playing darts with you again. <laughs> Mario's good with numbers, oddly. He's good at taking my lighter. I have this uncanny ability when we go out to eat. I, within uh, 20 cents, I can tell you what the check is with tax and Really? Tax. It's not an uncanny ability. It's called being in such a cheap fuck <laughs> that all you do is no, concentrate just, on No, as it. we order, I just have a mental... I add it up in my head, and then I figure in the tax. Why? And, Why right. can't you enjoy a meal without working on the math? We have a little game. They like they like, they like hold up the bill to their head, and I say a number, and then they look at it, and they're like, holy shit! The Johnny Carson vibe. That's really sad, actually, that you sit there. Instead of sitting down to eat, you sit there and add everything up. That's oh, I also eat. And you, and you I know, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> and you force your kids to eat that three plates of like, food at the salad bar. It's a weird thing Otherwise, to be obsessed it be about. Worthwhile. <laughs> You're upset. Here's my deal on you. Go You're, shovel some more in your face. You forget people's names because you care about no one but yourself. But you're obsessed with the numbers because you're the only you're the only <laughs> person the on reason. earth. Yeah, I for the once same reason. had an IHOP di dinner for my me and my two kids that cost a dollar fifty two. I don't know how, but it was the greatest day of my life. I was trying <laughs> to see him yell at my kids for ordering chocolate milk at the diner. It was a fucking oh, mess. Oh my god! Really? That's the, 
You could buy a gallon of milk for the price of Don't a glass of Don't you know you can buy a milk? gallon of milk for that glass of milk? And then his daughter snuck a glass of milk when he wasn't looking and ordered one from the waitress. Mario. He, he almost, his head almost exploded. <laughs> in, all serious, in all seriousness, you know, and this isn't, I'm not, you know, making fun of you. How, uh, uh, House once. of Pancakes has free uh, dinner for kids from four to eight. Yeah, I know, I know. You, you're all over that one already, aren't I'm you? I'm usually on the Uno's tip. I, li- I figured out Uno's. You go for happy hour, you sit by the bar table, and your kids have the kids' meal, and you're eating half-price appetizers and $3 beers. It's fantastic. <laughs> that sounds wonderful, actually. Happy hour for kids. There's a lot of levels happening here. Uh, <laughs> da- David on the chat box saying... I thought my little move was no, slick. Kazuka's on the chat box saying, is it Eddie Nader? <laughs> he believes it's Eddie Nader as the candidate. Oh, we're in the middle of the question. Who, we sucked, who right. sucked the vote? So who, th- who thinks he knows that it's Ross Perot? So we, Cassius and I both say no, so it's now it's a John Mario? Mario. I say no. And John. I'm going to dissent and, and go with yes. Okay. Uh, trying to get that point. It's a good move at this. Uh, who is Ross Perot? Wow. You got that oh, right, my friend. Hell yeah. Because yeah. you stole it from me. What is it, cuz? What a strategic move. Goose, goose, baby. Here's a good question. This one's, uh, I asked, what what 73-year-old actor at the time did one-handed push-ups on stage after winning... Best supporting actor. Right, well, I know the answer is Jack Palance. I don't know right. that. That's you're right, sir. You're right. He, that I was the big, big moment. He's, that's right. He did one-handed push-ups on that's stage. That's a real man. Yeah. In a tuxedo. Yeah, she, she doesn't know this. No, I say no as well. But yeah. does work in film. Mm, Keep in mind. Yeah. So oh, wait, wait, wait. who won the Oscar and when? Jack Palance. When? When did this he... happened in the nineties? It was for the. He movies. won for the Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> did he? No. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one won an Oscar for that. I'll tell you who did win an Oscar. Uh, quickly, last night I was watching The Aviator, which I like. Uh, people think it's a weak Scorsese movie. I, I saw it in the theater. I like it. I like it, too. And uh, I thought uh, DiCaprio did a good job. But know who did the best job, who was the best supporting actress, was uh, Kate Blanchett. Oh, she was great in that. She, she played, played Catherine uh, Hepburn. Hepburn. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so hot. And she was such a legend. <laughs> Holy Jesus. And he said to her, you're just an actress. I was yeah, never, well, that, he was he was lashing out because she just broke up with him. Yeah. I was never a fan of hers, so she doesn't do it for me. No, but I mean that movie, man. Yeah, she, she just nails it, and she doesn't. It's easy. It would be really easy to do an over-the-top Kate Hepburn impression, mm-hmm. and she reins it in, yep. and she just nails it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nails it. So you liked her in that movie? God, I want. So, so she, <laughs> Adam Scott was in her it too. Her performance was better than just being hot, John. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, she was hot because of the performance, if that makes any sense. Isn't that kind of sexism not allowed here in the barrage? Uh, uh, Cash well, is taking it personally over there. We're, uh, yeah. we're taking a listen. Yeah. listen. <laughs> Tommy, tell him about the time you, you got kicked there's off. There's a difference the between saying oh. uh, you think Cape uh, Blanchett's hot and uh, using a, uh, a slur for transgender people on my show. There's yeah. a difference there. Well, one this, day you'll realize. Did you it. Watch, there's also a difference between. Um, you know, thinking it's not illegal to drive around with a person in your hood. But, you know, I, I don't want to get involved in your life. What it, Was that a thing? Did that happen earlier? Oh, uh, man, you missed it. Yeah, but uh, show. Isn't, it il- isn't it also illegal to ride on someone's hood? It is, but if uh, someone... Yes, right, thank you, thank you. That is. That, that, Case closed. That's, that's I, I'm utterly confused. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right anyway. so the answer is... Uh, I All right, so everybody said no except... John, is that what happened? Or do we even Jack start Jack I think she doesn't know. I'm going Just no. not. Okay. I say no. No. Oh, we know across the board. All four knows. Four knows. Okay. Uh, who is uh, who's Jack Nicholson? Oh, oh I thought you it felt was gonna, it then, oh, didn't I you? Felt, I felt. I the, knew that was going to happen. I, I felt the sting, man. I felt the. All right, we all got it right. Yep. You're in the lead by one, John. I don't know what sound to to play. Like when she's wrong and we're all right. You should play the uh, the what are the shocking chipmunk? <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is, like the dun dun dun. 
Tommy, that was a drama sound way before the chipmunk ever came along. Whatever. There you go. We're all in for it. Jack Palance. All right, so then I asked, uh, what? Uh, excuse me, how many questions are there left, sir? What do you, why, you need to go? Well, no, I want to make a move on John. I got to know how much time I got. He's we got math. a few. We're not uh, close yet. He's up by one. I got to go. It's 11.07, 11.30. The show goes off the air. All right, I'll be quick, though. We got the, you new, help, we got you the news, help me too. Out, though. All right, so uh, uh, what band uh, made a music video called No Rain, which featured a <laughs> little girl in a bee costume uh, looking to fit in? Uh, at different places. Oh man, I think she, she knows. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the answer is. Uh, I think she knows. Wearing this. costumes. Too. Blind lemon is the answer. Lemon. Uh, blind melon. Blind lemon. Blind melon. Oh, blind melon. Right. <laughs> blind lemon. Yes. <laughs> Get blind it right. It's blind melon. I saw blind lemon at CBGB's in 1982. <laughs> So did I. And when I showed up and I was like, hey, man, I love Blind Lemon. People are like, get out of here, bro. You know what you're talking about. Poser. Go and get a beer. I think she knows. Blind Melon is the Beatles of the 90s, by the way. Yep. Um, I'm going right, to say. So you, you said yes, John? Yeah. All right, Tommy? I, I think that's such a popular culture thing. I'm going to say yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. I think, okay. I think so. Same thing. Mario, do Mario? you know the question? The answer to the I question. I know, but do I want to make my move now? Who is Blind Melon? I don't know who they are. Uh, at this point, you could just guess. They were in the '90s or in the. Yeah, 90s, Mario, yeah. you don't remember the girl dancing around in the bee costume? In if you heard She's... the song, you'd, you'd remember. Right, but it also seems to yeah. maybe know not. some yes, some no music from. We the should 90s do this game with Mario because right, he knows with... nothing. We should yeah, do the Fang Mario game. Yes, yes. spread the. Uh, no, she does not week. know. So Mario's saying no. We I'll all agree say yes. with the vagina. I'm going to do a famous. Wait, wait. You all said yes. She knows. Wait, I want to go with the with the group. I say yes only because I, would I like think to go that with the group. everybody I said yes. Yes, I was very surprised. I, I would have said no myself, but let's see which. Oh, which I knew it. Yeah, Colin Reed's Who probably is... right. Oh, he had a B. Damn it! She I could have had it. She had a B. Blind melon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Around. Because you stole it. Gonna ever keep me down. Wow. So I got that wrong. Not that we're keeping. You got it wrong. Well, I would have, yeah. Mario, we got to be quiet. Well, I thought you taped this. How, how can well, you get something I, wrong? I, I remember saying, she's not going to know this one. She's not going <laughs> to know this one. It, it sounded like she didn't know She it. didn't watch MTV growing up, you know? That was like a poker game. It's like, All right. who, uh Who played uh, Kelly Bondi in Married with Children? Hmm. I think I asked a Married with Ch Children question last time, too. It's a good go-to, I think, for... For well, a millennial. We all know the answer is Christina Applegate. Mm. Right. I know that. This is well, tough, well, well, man. This game know. is rough. 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 Rap attack. I have no idea, man. I don't think she's ever watched an episode of the show in her life, but Christina Applegate's kind of a pop culture uh, icon. She watched the Anthrax episode, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yeah I'm, I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm also going to say yes. We got two yeses. Mario. John, have you decided? No. I'll say she... Nice try, though. She does know, yes. She's very pop culture literate. Okay, three yeses. All right, I'll go no. This, I'm making my oh, move. Oh, he's doing it. He's going for the... <laughs> you get two-point lead here. Making my move. I'm way late with the... With the nice, sound. nice I know job. this one. Uh, Christina Applegate. Yeah. Oh. oh, brother. We I, have a three-way tie. Always go with your gut. What's the three-way tie? I mean, a four-way tie. We have a four-way tie. <laughs> what was this one? Oh, oh yeah, this one. Um, uh, Robin Leach was the host of what television show in the 1980s? Mario, that's the song, by the way, from Blind Melon you're listening to. Um, well, we all know the answer to that is Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Right. This game is so hard. 
Good game, Ryan. Rich and Fangus. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I like these boys. You know the song then, yes. Mary, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say she doesn't know. Does not know. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to agree with Cash and say no. Oh, bad. You've agreed with Cassius all night. Oh, it's, it's winning me. You know, Miss Fang is a smart person. This is what troubles me. Yeah, but, yeah, but before her time. Do I have to go? I'll go or you go. Like, what kind, no. of, what kind of millennial gives a shit about Robin Leach? Right. Right. It's my show, Mary. That, you go first. Nice. And you got to think, too, that that was a... Uh, that was like a syndicated show on like Saturday on evening picks, at picks, like picks, six picks, o'clock. Picks, picks, right. Mario <laughs> keeps trying to I say yes, squeeze me does. with strategy. She knows. All right, I'll say no. Damn it! This is where I make That's a movie right. drop. A yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Mario's oh, the only yes. yes. We're all... You're the only yes. Oh, yes. Mario, what a spot! Really? I thought everyone said yes. What did you no. say? I said no. Okay, here it comes. Three no's. She does not know lifestyles. Uh, uh, what is uh, pyramid? Yes. Yeah. What's pyramid? Who knows? Ten thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, baby. Twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. Right. Oh. All ahead of me. Interesting. Here, it's time to play the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. <laughs> I'm your host, Dick Clark. Wait, <laughs> that's all it is. Twenty five grand. Well, it's only twenty five grand. Yeah, if you don't like it, get the fuck four. out of here. I'll throw you right out of here. So, that was a lot back then. I, I got. Don't you know who I am? I'm Dick Clark. I got four more questions. <laughs> all right, let's get them. <laughs> You put my, my points in there, right? I've got to be in the lead. It's 6665. Wow. The neighbor of the beast. Which uh, raunchy video game has you playing the title character trying to, uh, to go around and get laid? Oh, I don't know the answer to this. Yeah. Uh, Does anybody this. know the answer to this yeah. one? First is it of all, Carmen San Diego? Paperboy. Is uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. Remember that one? All right. That's off yeah, of Leisure sure. Suit Larry. That's it. So. Uh, does I she asked know? Uh, if she knew this because uh, Fang's a big video game person. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say uh, no and go dissent from uh, Cassius. <laughs> For once. For once. Mm. I will say no. Yes, no, no. No. Yes, no. So no, three no, no's. No, no, no. Cassius is making the move. It's happening. Woo! Sorry, that's Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> that's not what I was looking for. Here it is. Uh, what is uh, Lifestyle Larry? Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's so funny. Sh- no? sh- sh- uh, running around trying to get laid. Come on. No, not even Grand Theft Auto. I, 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 I know Lifestyle Larry's one of them. There's more. There's got to be more. Lifestyles of the Rich and Larry. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got to give him a Q-Bert buzzer. Or something. Uh, <laughs> Q-Bert or something. Q-Bert or something. Q-Bert or something is incorrect. <laughs> no, I don't remember hearing that. I didn't catch that when he said it. <laughs> he was so close, man. Lifestyle Larry was right there. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, he did not get it. Sorry to say, it did not. Get it. I gave, I gave her a chance. Still didn't did. get it. Right. She was close. All she right. got the la- half of the last I'm answer. So weird. Help you out. Did you ask those right. in a row? Oh, oh wait, wait. No, yes, everything's very systematically kept. Her here. brain's melting. All right, three more. Uh, who came out? We'll we'll figure out the score. We don't have to do it every round. Uh, who came out dressed as Fartman at the 1992? MTV Music Awards. Uh, so that was Don Imus. <laughs> <laughs> so who says? Let's just make it quick. Who thinks? Uh, I say 90, she knows 92. it. I say no. Raise your hand. She knows it. I say she knows it. Damn it, no, Mario! Right. Stop. And I'm gonna go no. Jumping over oh, split. Obviously not. All right. So I say she knows. So everybody. This is John Hulan speak. Who is Howard Stern? Yeah. yeah. Who got it wrong? Uh, Tommy and uh, Sean, you have taken the lead with eight. 
right. have seven, and Tommy has seven. God, Cassius, you've got well, six. Now I have to win. Two more questions. You could do it, Cassius. Uh, <laughs> finish Can't the sentence. Up. Where in the world is oh, God? <laughs> Tommy rocks though. It's a Home oh, Depot. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, she knows this one. <laughs> Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. So Cassius, I say yes. Mario, yes. Three yeses, John. Yeah, for some reason, I think uh, uh, I don't know whether it's like a kid show or something that she it's knows. It's so but... ubiquitous. I bet yes. she says Waldo though. All right here it is. I say yes. Carmen San Diego. Yeah. What's that last question? Did anyone lose on that one? Nope. Everybody got it right. Sean is still in the lead. Last one, Miss Fangian. Oh, this is rough, man. This is ten, more uh, tense than the, the Mets wild card. That's a good game. question. So, Mario, you oh, and I you're have to like op- this question too. It's fun. We have to oppose John no matter what. If we're going to win, we have to Might tie. Be the case, yeah. That's why a tie. And if it's a tiebreaker, we got to call Fang. Yes. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll get his mom on the her mom on the phone. Hello, Mama Fang. Mama Fang. All right. Uh, who is the first person that you fight in Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Oh, oh I know the answer to this. It's Glass Joe. Right from Paris, France. He'll play on the Glass Jaw. Right, but in a French accent, it comes right. out Glass Jaw. <laughs> you said she she's big into video games, right? Right. This is rough, though. This I did say that, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say, yes, she knows this. Okay. Mario. I'm going against John. What do you want, John? I'm not telling you. John, you're in the lead. Oh, I called on you, Mario. You got to answer. All right. You said yes, she knows? Yeah. I'll say yeah. she doesn't know. All right, Tommy. This is maybe the toughest question that you've asked. <sighs> exactly. I'm going to go on a limb and say she does know. Okay. John no. Houlihan. She does not know this. Solid no. Oh, what Fucker. a cop-out, Houlihan. And? She knows Soda Popinski before that. <laughs> Here it comes. Who is Mike Tyson? Oh, no, my. That's no. The, the, first, person you the first person you fight in Mike Tyson's punch out is not Mike Tyson, the hardest guy ever. He's the boss. He hits you three times, you're done. Oh, man, I'm looking at this YouTube uh, video with the theme song. I really want to start playing the game. Yeah, I want yeah. really want to click wanna, new game. Yeah. You want to put in the code. <laughs> yeah. Dullard. Dullard. Left, left, right, right. Up, up, know. down, down. I don't think D-U-L- I ever got to Tyson. I was never a good wow. video game. Down, up, Wait, left, but, left, A. Yeah, you know, I, I want right. to play crap, yeah. not crap. Wait a second. There's a no. We can't do that. We have a why, why the, not? Because we have the news and the the, the show goes off the air in twelve minutes. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because crap, not crap, can literally go thirty minutes. We'll All right, here I'll give you Steely Dan, not crap. Zappa, not crap. The, Beat, uh, the, the Beatles, not crap. So, Jethro Tull, crap. AC, <laughs> ACDC, not crap. Guns right? N' Roses, definitely full on, hundred percent crap. Metallica. Crap. Frank Zappa. Did that. Not crap. Deep Purple. I, mi- I missed it. I'm sorry. I Rolling Stones. Deep Purple, not crap. For some reason, I hate The Stones, I hate not the crap. Stones. Okay. The Cars. Not crap. The Cult. Eh, crap. The Eddie- Clash. Eh, crap. Oh, man. Eddie Sex Money. Pistols. Kicking you out of my cab. <laughs> Eddie Money. Sex Pistols. Uh, yeah, crap. Rush. I was going to ask Rush. Not crap. <laughs> All right. There's crap, not crap with a... Uh, What's your name Cassius. again? Cassius. <laughs> Cassius. And by the way, this is overshadowed by who won the Ryan game? John Houlihan did. That's hey. right, motherfucker. John Houlihan refuses. Hey. Nothing's gonna ever keep me down. I'm the best. Take it. <laughs>
around. It's time for the news with Tommy now. Here's to you, John. Congratulations. Thank you very Here's much. Here's to Ryan for I a great I see you game. played it safe and refused to go against me and Tommy, but you Everyone won. give me $3. I will pay you through my PayPal account directly. And now here's the news. Breaking news. Tommy Tommy Rockstar. Rockstar. What do you got in the news for us, Tommy? We're always looking forward to the news. A lot of news. First, I'm going to start by saying the Ramones crap. What? Ryan's playing yes. Scrabble, yes. and it's going yeah, right, through right. The, ra- the the radio show. Stop playing Scrabble on the show. What's yeah, wrong with you? I can't help it. I got to do it right away. What the hell's going on here? It's that Greg Pym. I got to get him. Wait a minute. Did you just crap the Ramones? Yes. No. Yes. Dude. Out. Out. I, you know what? You crap the Ramones, and you also have a flat tire on your bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happened. But, right. Why don't you drive me to the precinct, and we'll work it out. <laughs> Stop being so topical, Cassius. So I'm going to start Crapping the, news the Ramones. With a, with a breaking news so story. So overrated. I'm going to start the, the fucking Ramones. Oh, come on, dude. You're in Ramones country. So simple. I know. Even that Stu Nod Lou Reed loves the Ramones. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to start the news with a breaking news story is that uh, I want to let you all know I was in a car accident today. Oh, no. Yes. I kind of felt it. I felt it. I don't know why. Huh? Really? Yeah. I had a feeling. I was on the LIE and I was driving and I was in stop and go traffic. And all of a sudden, some lady smashed in back of me. What? Oh. Totally Ooh. like Jocelyn. What exit? Like uh, by Left Rack Cities over there. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, it City. Always, wow. where it always backs up no matter what the hell is going on. Mike D won the Left Rack yeah. City dance competition. He did. He did. And uh, if Left Rack City had a big thing, a big sign on it that said, if you lived in Left Rack City because they knew everyone was sitting in traffic going to Long Island, yep. you'd be home by now. <laughs> <laughs> they advertise exactly. it at City Field now, too, behind home plate. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a great slogan. It's totally true. So I, it was funny because I was going to Long Island to take my cat to the vet. Because I rarely get a chance to do that, and he's due for you know, like an inspection or whatever the hell he's up for. <laughs> inspection. <laughs> You're getting ripped off. <laughs> yeah, getting new sticker. The cat's the cat sticker was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> validation. Yeah, time for an oil change. So this fucking girl hits me, and I get out of the car, and she's all like shocked, and she's like, "I'm so sorry." And, and how long did she ride on the hood? <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like uh, Mitt Romney, put your cat on the on the top of the car. Exactly. The hood. But uh, she gets out, and um, there's no damage to my car and really nothing to hers. So I'm like, it's fine. I don't want to deal with insurance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I'm so sorry. I-, I was just on my way to Long Island to take my, my pet to the vet. You're and like, you were doing Yo, the same too. thing. Yo, me too. Love connection. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, what the wow. fuck? And she's like, oh, what kind of animal do you have? I'm like, I have a cat. She's like, oh, I have a bunny rabbit. Oh, I'm an alligator. Rabbits. And so I thought a snowball over there. Beat on the cat with, with a baseball bat was my favorite Ramon song. <laughs> Wrong Tron, bro. And then all of a sudden, um, as I'm hanging out talking to her, all of a sudden I hear, yo, Tommy Rockstar, and a friend of mine drives by, and he spots me you on the You've got to be kidding me, dude. Yeah. This, only, this shit only happens to you. What time of day is this? It's like 3 o'clock. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, the worst time to be on that. So, so everything, uh, you worked everything out. Between yourselves and no cops came and you just drove away. Yeah, I told her that's no the insurance. best way to yeah, do it. Man. Yeah. I gotta do that. I can't deal with it. I go to go over there. Did you field. swipe left or swipe right? <laughs> <laughs> she swiped right into me. Is what she did. Did you stand up to swipe? So she's gonna pay the damage now. <laughs> no damage. I just let her go. I said, don't worry about it. You know? ah, no good. damage. No damage, man. But okay. the worst part, I started getting like all concussiony on the way back, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you couldn't find your way back here. Exactly. <laughs> How much damage happened? Nothing. She. Did. Oh, it yeah. was a hard hit, but my car's all scratched. I'm talking about you. Yeah. Were you expecting it? Because when you don't expect it, that's like the worst. That's it, you know. And you get just nailed. It just boom. Seven minutes. All right. So anyway, uh, I'm reading this. 
I'm going to read this news off my phone, so it's not going to be as edited as I would normally do it. So forgive me. Somebody will get this. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, this headline reads, Owner discovers lost dog's whereabouts after Pooch becomes famous Facebook star. <laughs> oh, okay, so life has come full circle uh, for one stray dog turned social media star. Captain Ron, uh, a rescue dog who became separated from his owner, and now lives in a Tennessee sanctuary for Captain Ron? Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name in the movie? Yeah, that's the dog's name. Kurt Russell's best role <laughs> yeah. of all time. <laughs> has become popular on Facebook, uh, so popular on Facebook that his owner actually spotted him through social media. Um, and that's it. That's <laughs> great. And that's the John, news. I like it. Nice and tight. John, what, what movie was that? Captain Ron, it's called. That's the name of the movie. No, Overboard. No, Overboard and Captain Ron came out within a couple years of each other. It's uh, easy to confuse them because they were the both sequel? on a boat. Right. Actually, yes. I can't remember the other one. Yeah, yet. no, Captain uh, Overboard, um, Kurt Russell was a carpenter who built Goldie Hawn like a-, a Oh, he was a woodman. Thing. He was a woodman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, he, she throws him overboard. And then she goes overboard and loses her memory. And Captain Ron is like, uh, just Kurt Russell's like a captain and he's an asshole. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Four star. Uh, this next headline he's is- got uh, a, He's got an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, I remember There's that more stories, Tommy, yeah, on, your yeah, little, yeah. on your little smart machine there? Yeah, well, oh, that's amazing. Let's what go is that? with the news. It's, uh, let's go while we're young. Uh, Six uh, minutes. This title <laughs> is, Archaeologists Discover Skeleton of Ancient Stoner Wrapped in Weed. This is a story for Woody. Uh, some people choose to be buried with objects that are emblematic of what they care for. pre-rolled. In life. In the case of a 24,000-year-old... Roll me up and smoke me, bro. If I die, just roll me up and smoke here. In the case of a 24,000-year-old skeleton recently uncovered in northwest China, the guy was all about the good bud. A team of archaeologists from the University of Chi uh, Chinese Academic Sciences unearthed the tomb of China's 240 gravel... Jingzhong Cemetery near Turpan. <laughs> yeah, you danced right through that. Man, <laughs> picking these Chinese stories is Oof. rough. Say that again. Which was uh, a once waypoint for the Silk Road. Next time, just say somewhere in China. Exactly. <laughs> well, I got to edit it on the fly here. So, uh, Inside the tomb, they found the body of some ancient uh, Chinese men with 13 <laughs> cannabis plants. Placed... Men? You have a problem with that one? I'm making up words man, as I man. go. Uh, thir with 13 cannabis plants placed on top of them is a form of a burial shroud. T minus five minutes. Scientists... <laughs> Give me a break. No pressure here. I'm just helping you. This guy you. got into a fucking car wreck today. Yeah, I can barely yeah, read my name. He's got <laughs> multiple <laughs> concussions. He's doing great. Scientists believe that the plants were grown locally and others uh, and other graves in the area also contain evidence of pot leaves and seeds, suggesting that a few thousand years ago, this whole town was getting ripped off by the devil's lettuce. Right. So, I mean, you know, so the, the story is that uh, people, ancient people, smoked the plants that came out of the ground. I mean, that, I, I would think that's kind of a given, right? That... This was going on for a millennia. I guess they never discovered that before in history, so it's kind of like a first-time stoner. Mm, that's, it's like a it's a story that like stoners like yeah, see what I told you, fucking weed is awesome. You know, the cons even the, constitution even, was made of hemp. Even the mummies were smoking. Yeah, of course they were. They used every plant around. It, you know, they they it was a, a trial and error. Like eat this mushroom, and then Fred dies, and you're like, well, we won't eat that one anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's how they live. Right. Eat this one. Oh well, now we're high. We'll keep eating now. Yes. <laughs> and rest in peace, Fred. <laughs> Fred's not dead. This is the last story. Uh, you guys know that uh, clothing line, Supreme? Not yeah. aware of it. Yeah. They have like that famous logo in a box, just the Supreme. Yeah. So this no is, idea. This is a story about, um, they, re they recently released a brick 
for sale because what they'll do is they'll they'll put crazy clothing out. People I heard wait, about this. They wait for like hours in line to buy this. They, they released a brick, right? So yeah, it says, uh, could the most stylish? Uh, could this be the most stylish brick in the world? Designed and sold uh, by New York skateboard fashion brand Supreme, a recently released brick has been sold on eBay for over one thousand dollars. Damn! Just hours after it sold out of the physical storefronts. <laughs> the fuck. Dude, someone paid a thousand dollars for a fucking brick. <laughs> Dude, I, have I, a, I have a ton of bricks in my backyard. <laughs> I have a brick at City Field, right outside. <laughs> you do. <laughs> the brick is part of an accessories line uh, that has previously featured uh, things like Switching. branded hammer, uh, calculator, and fire extinguisher, and is the same size of a standard house brick, which was originally priced for thirty dollars. A similar brick, albeit uh, without the Supreme trading, can be bought for forty-five cents at Home Depot. Skater culture. Greatest band ever. Out of control. Why are you playing tall? Supreme is a uh, skatewear brand which releases its limited editions clothing and other products by way of weekly drops. Thick as a brick, Mario. Ah, I get the reference. Uh, Fans queue up overnight but for the chance to get their hands on the latest items as soon as the shop opens every Thursday morning. And, it's uh, all about the marketing, I guess. There's a documentary about them called Sold Out, uh, which revealed that some teenagers in New York were making thousands of dollars reselling the, the, their different products on eBay. So. There you go. And that's hey, the news. And that's, that's the news. And that's the news. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar. Thank Thanks you, Patrick Walsh. It. Thank you, Ryan Collison. Emmy Award winner Ryan Collison. Thank you so much for being here, Cassius. Really appreciate yeah, it, man. Yeah, you made the Been trip. Had a good Dr. time with you. I hope you had a good time. You and, have uh, his Danger Field tickets I or hope not? we will remain friends and not enemies. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like you're on the fence. Mario, thank you as well, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you uh, when we see you. Well, actually, uh, maybe not next week, but the following week. Yeah, I'm going to see Luscious Jackson, I think, next I week. I think I am, too, so I'll see you oh. there. I need a break. I actually feel good about the show. I could do about 10 more hours of show right now. But, uh, Let's hey, do it. You, know. you can check yeah. out my music at thegrays.com. Thegrays.com. Spelled with an E. With an E. G-R-E-Y-S. And then also, I knew it was spelled with an E. Hear me on the Dave Hill Show every Monday night at WFMU. Every Monday night here. Uh, uh, cash us on the Dave Hill Show. And then also one more plug. Let's go with uh, Justin Johnson one more time. JustinJohnsonLive.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we'll see you. Good night. Thank you, everyone. Dance on tap! Dance on tap!